Welcome to PowerPlay. I'm Caitlin Bruder, but in Port Ruby, I'm Benny Beckett. What you're about to hear is the audio from our Twitch stream. If you'd like to watch the show, it's live on Sundays at 5 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash qtimes, or you can catch up with our archives on YouTube. For more information, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG. Hello, and uh, welcome to PowerPlay. Uh, this is this is episode five of this season. It means that with... Uh, with the episode that we just announced that we're adding last week, this is kind of the, the dead center of, of, of the final season of Power Play. Um, yeah, we had four before. There are four more after this. So it's like, this is it. The middle of Power Play season six. Welcome. Um, I am uh, your game master, Rick Budd. And uh, so these people you see on screen um, are uh, Sam Delev, our Cadrax Eversinger, Omar Najam, our Vion Vigor, Caitlin Bruder, our Benny Beckett. B. Zelda, our Ula's Galley, unfortunately not feeling well tonight, cannot be here. Um, uh, send, send, send me your best. Uh, um, they, don't worry, they're okay. Uh, they're, just, they're just not feeling totally on the ball. Uh, so, uh, so, so we're, we're, we're going to be operating as a trio here. Um, and uh, I want to send, as usual, special thanks to Jake and Lauren and the mods and everybody at Q Times. Uh, it is only because y'all are so great at doing what you do that we have the chance to do what we do. Uh, check out all the other great shows going on a few times right now. There's so much good stuff. Uh, and so please, you know, see what's going on there. And normally your subs and your bits help support Q times. This month, subs and bits are going to the Rainbow Railroad Charity, which is an organization that helps uh, LGBTQ individuals escape violence and persecution in their home countries. Uh, that's a fantastic cause. And Jake is giving 100% of Q Times Twitch profit to them this month. So uh, thank you, Jake. Very cool move. And um, yeah, so you can feel really good throwing in the bits uh, tonight. And as always, uh, your donations to the tip jar that you see way down on the bottom there uh, help support this show. And uh, the people you see on the screen is our Feed the Cast Fund. And to that end, we've got some rewards. As usual, uh, here's how they work. Uh, if we get to $50, uh, the team gets a point of community determination. Right now, I see Cadrax has one point of determination, and that's it. Nobody has anything. There is no community determination. So determination going at even more of a premium than usual tonight. Um, and what just happened? Did we just no. all the tears? Jake, is that accurate? <laughs> Two minutes? Holy. Uh, thank you so much to whoever did that, Jake. Wow. If you can... Um, but... Uh, Wow, that that has got to be a record. I it think. is we, two minutes. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, two minutes. Um, wow, thank you so much. We continue every week to be bowled over by the support that y'all give for uh, send us. Um, uh, oh Chandra. my god! Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so nice, Chandra. <laughs> thank you so much. We we. Yeah. Oh my God. We love you. And thank you for, so much for everything you do for two times and for this community uh, and all the communities that you work with. Um, uh, folks, aim to be a Chandra. And not just because of this, because of everything they do out there. Um, uh, we need more people like that in the TTRPG community watching out for folks. Uh, so, wow. Thank you so much. Oh my God. Um, so, 
So I guess you've got a point of community determination. And uh, $150 um, this week was a minor change, uh, which would be a, a specialty to uh, uh, add a specialty or become an expert in a specialty, increase an attribute by one to a maximum of eight, or remove a limit to a power. Uh, Ulez will get to do this for next week. Uh, for the rest of you, um, do you know what you happen to want right now? Um, anybody? Put it in the character sheet already. Put it wow. in the character sheet? Can you, can you tell me so I can add it to my printed <laughs> out? Yes. Uh, plus, an additional plus one to my surgical skills. Ooh, okay. Uh, surgery plus two. General surgery plus two. Good doctor. Cadrax, getting better at their craft. Uh, Vion? I'm going to throw one under willpower. Willpower. But I'd like to use that point compassionately. None of this charm person business, Rick. <laughs> then you should take a look at your own personality, sir. <laughs> yeah, I, I, can, I, I can't help it if you're charming. None of us can help it. You can't stop it. <laughs> uh, we've tried. Uh, uh, Benny. Can I take a specialty in something to do with, like, social, something like, I don't know, like, <laughs> I don't know if persuasion is quite what I'm looking for, but, like, just being earnest and, like, talking to people, because I feel like she's been doing so much, <laughs> so much of that, but I don't know what that would be. Well, let's see. Persuasion, yeah, I don't, you know, that's not exactly being earnest. Like, you know, we can give you, like, rhetoric, sophistry, like, those uh, kind of things. Um, I mean, persuade, like, I don't know, pers con yeah, convince, persuade. It's a slightly know. different, it's a slightly different flavor, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I might get back to a break, but. All right, why don't, why don't we see if we can come up with a name like for verb. that, and, and if you wind like up. Verb. Yeah, yeah, if you wind up in any, you know, situations between then, we're going to apply it without a name. Okay. Um, Just call it the importance of being earnest or conduct. A specialty in the importance of being earnest or conduct. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Wild. Okay. So, Benny, um, I'm just going to make a note. Uh, plus one, and I'm going to call it persuasion, but put it in quotes for now. Um, until we come up with a better name for it. So yeah, so that is that is your third minor change of the series, uh, the season, and if, if I am not mistaken, or unless anything changes, your final minor change of the whole series. So, thank you. Um, and if we get to, well, and if we get to, oh my god, it's just like it's so ingrained how I read these things. Yeah. So and the after credits lore drop is unlocked, so uh, you will be getting a lore drop. Uh, Sorry, just getting a message from a thing that could be possibly a thing. Ah, okay, yeah, no, we're good. Um, and uh, you can always see these tiers in chat if you know you still want to, even though they're all open with the command unlocks. Um, uh, yeah, see, it's like I'm just not prepared uh, for. Okay, and if you can support, uh, if you can't support us by donating, you can help us by liking and commenting on YouTube videos and sharing our tweets, stuff like that, fan art, live tweets. I mean, all that stuff is just, you know, it just melts us. So thank you for all the people who do that stuff. And you can get PowerPlay merchandise. Uh, there are T-shirts and stickers with Caitlin's wonderful character art. Here's here's one of those T-shirts right now. Uh, this is this is the season four character art, but. You can now get uh, the original, the season four, or the season six. Everything is available uh, at the store. 
and that is the Qtime Stream Element Store. Jake will pump that link down into chat for you. Uh, moving along. The game we have here is called Icons. It is published by Ad Infinitum Adventures and was created by a cool dude named Steve Kenson. You can find him on Twitter at skenson.com. He is a great follow, highly recommended. The book edition I have is published by Green Ronin. I, you can't get new ones anymore. There, every once in a while, some, there are some used ones around. You can get PDF versions, uh, and you can sometimes get print-to-PDF versions right from Ad Infinitum. Uh, fantastic system. We play a hack of it, but honestly, it's like even as you know, even as written, it is just the coolest little superhero system. Um, obviously, I love it. You can follow the show at Powerplay RPG on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Powerplay is uh, now available as a podcast uh, for the podcast inclined. Uh, check that out wherever fine pods are casted. And that is the announcements. Time for Powerplay. All right. Um, that is, once again, the amazing brand new opening sequence uh, brought to you by our own Benny Beckett there, Caitlin Bruder. Um, just every time I see it, it just gets better and better. Uh, thank you so much, Caitlin. Uh, so, previously on Power Play. The team was confronted by the Red Mist, who explained how he got into the stone sarcophagus that the team saw the Vikings uh, were bur uh, burying back in in the 1100s, um, and he told them about everything that had happened to him since. He also claimed that evil forces in Port Ruby were aligning against him, and he wanted the team's help in defeating them. However, he thought they wouldn't believe it until, unless they figured it out for themselves, so he told them to investigate the fate of Daniel Sizik, the director of the National Bureau of Antiquities for the People's Republic of Ostrovia. Their investigation led the team to Fritt Manor, where they tried to question Jonathan Fripp about Sizik, but he was not having it. Uh, two days later, the team got a request for help from Abigail Fripp's mother, Gracie, Jonathan Fripp's wife. Jonathan had been kidnapped, and Gracie wanted the team to save him. The team did ultimately save Jonathan Fripp, but during the investigation, Ulez acquired a drive from one of Fripp's computers that tied him to a business called Oak Gate Solutions. Soon after that, the team learned that Oatgate Solutions uh, was also the owner of a truck that was used in the murder of Daniel Sizik. Along the way, the team also found out that one of them was going to die via a prediction by Destiny Ben Dixon. Uh, they rescued the Golden Gardens kid, and they and they rescued the Golden Gardens kid from a mind-controlling supervillain known as Management. Um, and uh, for the purposes of today's game. We are going to say that Ulez, who is uh, kind of the gardener over at Golden, Golden Gardens, uh, is uh, over there today watching over those kids after the incredibly rough experience they had being mind controlled by management. Ulez is, you know, tending to their flock. Uh, so 
uh, to, to mix metaphors in just the worst way. Um, but uh, So it is the morning of October 6, 2021, the day after you saved the Golden Gardens kids from management. And you all managed to start the day with PR One News uh, with anchor Stella Combs, played by Laura Dern. And Stella says, um, our top story continues to be the two super attacks yesterday. One, an armored car robbery in Grenell Circle, and the other, a racetrack heist in Elry Crossing. And it cuts to footage of Veronica Murillo, uh, played by Olivia Rodrigo, uh, battling the team, you know, over the armored car. And uh, Stella says, uh, early reports framed the crimes as unrelated supervillain attacks, but sources inside the Department of Investigation are now indicating that the perpetrators may have been innocent parties under the control of someone else. Preston Haynes, mayoral candidate for the Sovereignty Party, had this to say, and it cuts to Preston Haynes, played by Sam Rockwell, talking to reporters out on the sidewalk, and uh, he says, mind control or not isn't the issue. The issue here is that these people are dangerous. It is their very existence in this city that constitutes a threat. And incidents like this one make it clear why. And it cuts back to Stella Combs, who says, reporter Nina Harmon is going to have a one-on-one sit-down with Preston Haynes tonight to press him on his controversial views and presumptive mayoral policies. You can catch that only on PR1. Right now, we're going to take a commercial break. When we return, officials in Greenacre Park say the squirrels there are plotting against them. Are they right? We'll find out after this. And uh, it cuts to a commercial. Now, last night at the end, at the end of last episode, um, Kadrak, you had invited Benny to come stay at your place. Benny had been taken over. Uh, well, Benny's body had been momentarily taken by management who used it to cause all kinds of chaos and then dropped Benny into the water, uh, letting her drowned for a little bit. Luckily, Kadrax uh, showed up to save her. So Kadrax brought her home uh, to keep an eye on her and make sure she was all right. What do you think the two of you did last night? Well, I gave Benny the appropriate medical examination, uh, as did my surgical assistant dog. Dogs being rather more thorough and uh, perhaps more nosy than mine own. Lots of good, good, like big dog head hug. Like yes, yeah, many it, much it, of it that wraps its head around yeah. your neck and then, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, yeah. dog. Oh, I was gonna say, and and dog slept uh, right at the foot of um, uh, the couch that you slept on all night, Benny. Uh, dog was right there watching over you. You know when you like uh, sit like cross-legged on the floor and you have a very large dog and they sit in front of you and you can just like, oh yeah, yeah, lots of that, lots of that. Maybe we watched Whoa. a movie or something. Ordered ordered like Thai takeouts. So we could get like a bunch of like rice dishes. I do. I do very much like the rice and the spicy. They are included in the same meal. As I recall last week, uh, post-camera, we did also specify that there were going to be uh, circular cakes for dinner. Yes, yes, we did also do that, yes. I'm going to get some, like, I bet there's, like, a, Benny probably knows some 
weird spots because if she's if she, if she worked with like chatterbox i bet they did like top 10 cool places to get donuts in Portland, like that kind of specific thing and she was like oh yeah yeah i did i did photography i did the photos of that one um the number like three ranking actually really sucked i think they i think it was like a sponsorship to get them in there but um the number like two i think was really nice they have some really fun ones they're not even all circles it might be kind of fun we could get some from there i will alert my boss uh, so I can imagine not literally a kicking in of the door with a box this high of donuts, but with the same energy yes. returns Abigail at the end of her shift. Mm -hmm. Good. So just sort of like. Yeah, Abigail comes in. Uh, she got like uh, like four dozen donuts because she didn't know what kind you like. So she got like two of everything um, and, and coffee, tea, just whatever they have. Uh, and you all sat down, um, let's say, to watch... Um, um, the Would lobster like that Gideon? fought Hercules, oh. um, which is the sequel to the crab that fought Hercules. Okay. Uh, Hercules fighting lots of crustaceans in those films. Um, and uh, no wonder he's rather crappy. <laughs> Sam Delev, everybody, uh, they will be here all week. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was your last night. Um, this morning, Abigail uh, went out to the hospital very early. Uh, she's got to work today, um, but she did arrange, uh, being, being an administrator now, she has arranged for someone to cover for you at the clinic so you could stay with Benny today. Um, what, do you, what do you think you were up to right now? Uh, well, given that the news report was this morning. Yeah. I think we should probably go over to Vion's and Ula's with all alacrity. If there are concerns that the squirrels are rising up, Lori is almost certainly involved, if not inciting this <laughs> inciting, conspiracy. Inciting squirrel violence. <laughs> you laugh. Oh, you no, do I not know the Lorgen no. I do, Benny. But, oh, Benny believes it 100%. She has a tiny a little bit of a uh, nemesis uh, relationship with Lori. So she 100% believes it. Uh, then in this, as in so many things, you and Dog are aligned. Yes, of course. And and you head off to Vion's, and then we have a quick smash cut over to Greenacre Park where we just see a field with hundreds of squirrels in it and Lori the Lorgen. <laughs> and like all those squirrels just start chewing, throwing acorns into the air. Oh, um, <laughs> And uh, then, <laughs> well, okay, there's something I got to deal with now. And uh, then um, you <laughs> you arrive at Beyond's place in Fort Tremble, uh, and um, you, you you show up and uh, you you knock on Vion's door, but the door kind of creaks open. It looks like it it has been left unlocked, uh, and you walk in and you see something very strange. Um, Omar, do you want to describe what they see here? Yeah, I'll say before you step in, I think from even down the hall, you hear um, from like the record player, uh, like some Kate Bush playing very loudly, but like a little too loudly, like maybe uncomfortably loudly. Uh, definitely like running up the hill. Um, and when you step in, Vion has his back to you and he's phased. And there, everything in the apartment there is covered in pieces of paper taped to walls and yarn 
going back and forth and sort of floating chalkboards um, and books, like floating books as like papers are being flipped, uh, but they're all phased. Everything is phased. Um, and because it's so loud, he doesn't hear you initially as the door opens. What is this, Benny? Hyperfocus? Ah. Uh, Vion? Uh, at that, Vion turns around, looks at you, and then everything disappears, and a second later, he steps out from his room. Hey! Hi, how's it going? I'm sorry, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't, uh... I didn't hear you, um, I didn't hear you come in and I'm going to like lean against like for stability sake, uh, against like a bookshelf. Is, is something going on? Did we, did you get to, uh, did you send a text message or? We did not. We were looking for Lori, but now I think we are looking for you. Well, uh, <laughs> you found me. I guess, you know, this doctor makes a house call. <laughs> uh, do you want some coffee, uh, Benny? Or, uh, uh, Doc, developing the taste? Or can I get you anything? And uh, Vion goes to, like, the kitchen and starts to, like, pull stuff out. And I think that as he's, like, handling the glassware, uh, you can hear rattling um, as his hands are just shaking. Uh, I'm going to walk in with you and... Uh, she's gonna take the mug from your hand and we'll just kind of start doing coffee instead. We'll just kind of very quietly take over. Okay, yeah. Uh, and we'll, yeah. Can't do that. <laughs> take that on? Absolutely, yeah. Great, so what's, uh, what, uh, what's, how, how are you both doing? You had a sleepover, right? Uh, you both, we brought, uh, we brought don't, don't, leftover donuts. There are Incredible. so many. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, and just pulling from my own experiences, Vion takes one out and goes to bite it. And I think visibly you would see that he has no appetite. And so he kind of actually just puts it back down. He goes, these look great. Where is this from? Uh, what, what spots is this from? Number four. Is that the name of the restaurant? Or? I don't know. It was listed as number four on the uh, Chatterbox's top. 10 donut places in the city. Um, uh, are you doing okay? I am. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing all right. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Just had a little bit of a rest of sleep. I was, uh, sometimes when I can't, I've been working with the astral projection stuff a little bit. It turns out I can actually project out more than just myself. Like I can combine it with images and, and kind of, uh, and do some, get some work done. Um, which is great because then I'm not limited to physical mediums and stuff like that. So that's nice, which is funny for me saying mediums. It's funny. Uh, and I want to, as he's stepping back, he knocks over a pile of books um, that all are marked from Destiny's bookshop. I am, oh, sorry about that. And I'll use some magic to just kind of try to like place them like back on each other. Um, okay. And Benny's going to hand you your coffee uh, who, as someone who has probably made majors before. So it would be to, to Vian's liking, at least one of his several likings. Um, 
Thank and you. She'll kind, Thank of, you. she'll kind of set it down and will kind of make you sit down at the counter and is going to say, oh, okay, I'm going to try that again. By example, I'm doing kind of shitty. Yesterday kind of sucked. And a lot's been going on. And I cried a little bit last night. Might cry again? Unclear. How are you doing, Vian? She kind of like looks to where we saw all of the things and the the other the, the astral projection and the and then like looks back at you. Is uh is and I'll get up and I'll like go over and like close the door and then like lock it and also like snap my fingers and the record player stops like using like telekinesis to kind of just like turn the knob from afar. Uh, is uh, Ulez here? Oh, we haven't we didn't see them when we came in. I um kind of just struggling with something, I guess. I uh I've been trying to crack this case about what Destiny said about um one of us, you know, dying in the near future. And uh, I've been working on it. I've been kind of going over it uh to see how to outsmart that, because um that's what I do. <laughs> I beat death before, you know, so it's kind of uh, my go-to, I guess. And um, I kind of came to a very disturbing realization, my friends. Um, I've just been going over it and over it. And I'm not the detective of the team anymore, you know. So this is, I'm working sort of at a slower pace than Ulez would. But um, I'm smart enough to realize something. Um, it's not that one of us is going to die it's actually that all of us are not, not now. Like Destiny's prediction was about one thing, but I, I started compiling everything and, and, and doc recently you were hit with a sonic bullet, which took you down for the count. I shouldn't have been able to phase you. And yet I was able to, you were really hurt, legitimately hurt, not like before. And your uh, resurrections have been getting shorter in terms of time spans. And, and, and Ulez, uh, in combining with Maria, we found out that they are mortal now. Not like before, not like you pass stuff on. Like Ulez, as we know them, is a mortal entity. And, and, and Benny, <laughs> I mean, you had seemingly unbeatable abilities to defend yourself and recently gravity has crossed you down and you got blasted from behind and that took you out and i thought i was the lucky one honestly really i did that's why i was like i'll just take care of this because i'm the spirit of justice i'm already a ghost what's gonna happen to me right like what what, what could possibly happen to me except i realized something um with sheriff wheeler and uh sweetletrot and a couple others man that means they had a finite timeline. If there are other spirits of justice, that means that I don't have an endless runway at this gig. <laughs> this is a temporary job. And so it's not just that one of us is going to die. It means that all of us at some point, we're all now mortal in the same way. And I, kinda, I guess I just wasn't kind of prepared for that, if I'm being honest. <laughs> 
I, I hate to be, you know, a rich kid from the suburbs, but I didn't expect to have to deal with that idea, I guess, a little bit. Of all of us, I took it for granted after everything we've been through. And I keep trying to figure it out. I keep trying to beat it. <laughs> I keep trying to, whatever I did, I would like to do for, for all of you and for myself. I don't want to go through it again. I don't want to do it. I did it before. Doc, you know what I'm talking about, right? For a while, I did. Yes. It's not great. It's not a wonderful experience. And I'm kind of not seeing the justice in it right now. I'm actually kind of seeing the injustice in this. And as a spirit of justice, that's something I'm really struggling with, I think. Does that not characterize your position? It seems to me that a spirit of justice, apathetic to injustice, would be ill-suited to his job. The very sensitivity you feel toward that injustice proves the appropriateness of your position. That's very flattering. <laughs> but I somehow do not feel that this is motivated by a philosophical med meditation on justice. I just didn't want it to be us. And I can't figure it out. I, I, I um, I'm not smart enough to figure this out. I've... <laughs> I've tried and I motioned to like all the books. It's like a full library that's been shipped over from Vegas. I mean, I was always gonna die. That sounds really dark when I say that out loud in that particular uh, sequence of words, but like, I mean, I'm just, a, I'm just me. I was born on earth. I briefly got to go to space, but I feel like that was an outlier of an experience. And I'm going to die on earth. And that's just being human. And I don't want to die. And I know that everything we do is really scary. And yesterday in particular was kind of a lot for everyone. Yeah. But how long has this been bothering you? I think ever since, um, I think ever since Destiny visited, it's kind of just been in the back of my head. Our conversation felt very, uh, she usually messes with me. So saying something vulnerable and honest is kind of different for her. And um, I just love you all so much that the idea of not being with you is difficult and to be kind of honest, I've never really had that. Even with like family and stuff, I don't really kind of want there to be the end of the runway. And I think that if there was some big thing, and I know that's silly because we stopped the alien invasions, multiple, <laughs> kind of back to back a little bit. I know that there was a little bit of a time travel detour, but 
I'm just, I'm struggling to see the big picture for this one. What, what did you say about something being temporary earlier? Um, this gig is just a temporary gig. <laughs> Spirit of Justice stuff. I mean, a lot of, a lot of things are. You, you, you can't stay one way forever. I mean, I just, I quit my job, you know, that was temporary. I don't know what I'm doing right now. I'm interviewing for things. Eventually that will be temporary. I, I don't know. I mean, I've spent my whole life not thinking about my own death, but knowing that it was out there somewhere. I don't know if that's particularly nice to hear, but is I guess I've I've got the opposite. I don't think I ever thought it was going to be forever. I think Vion takes a long pause to truly absorb what you just said and looks over at kind of all the plants that Ulez has collected and kind of laughs to himself a little bit. <laughs> I'm not surprised considering out of all of us, you were the one that was actually an investigator when we first met because you were technically like a journalist sort of on the beat a little bit. <laughs> oh God, I wish. No, I just hold the camera. Actually, no, I don't wish. I think, no, I would rather be behind the camera. I take that. That was <laughs> just felt right to say no. Yeah. I mean, I was a uh, appointed interviewer for the day. Don't ever want to do that again. That was not, <laughs> I got, I, I got Adrex very well. Thank you. I did get you out of it though. So I guess I'm glad. Out of form. My accidental short run of in interviewing career. I've been trying to crack this case, I guess. And uh, Benny, you kind of just did it in one. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what it is, what's the thing. And um, I keep forgetting what Wheeler told me, I guess. It's probably, I guess, uh, all in all, not about stopping death. And maybe uh, my ego got a little bit big for me. <laughs> As it does, uh, I'm not surprised by that, I guess. And Vianna I guess you're allowed. Sip of coffee, yeah, from that. I guess it's, uh, I guess it's all in all more about the life stuff than it is about the death stuff, even if you are dead. And as those words leave your mouth, all three of you get a text message at the same time. It says, you are cordially invited to Fripp Manor. It is time to talk. See, this is, this is the kind of stuff that makes me believe in like horoscopes and things, because that is the, the timing of that alone. How is that, how is that, uh, Vion, Holds out his hand to Benny. She just steps in and gives you a hug. 
You want in on this doc? Um, we both, I think we both hold out our hands. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, that, yes, the yeah. blim thing. Unless you don't want to. If you don't want to, it's oh, yeah, you fine. Should, yeah, yeah. No touch is also completely fine. up to you. Yeah. You want to hug from afar? They're, they're hugging, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> like, they have six strength. It's not a, like, strength to hug. <laughs> And Vion starts to cry in the good way, if that makes sense. It's cathartic when you're, tears. Yes, your body yeah. just releases and just, it's like expression of comfort. Um, Are we supposed to be, I feel like being cordially invited to something allows us to be fashionably late. Do you want to have donuts before we go? That sounds so freaking good. Uh, yeah, I get when I get stuck in this stuff, I don't eat. Or, or like drink water nearly enough. And then second I'm out of it, my body catches up. And it's just like, you, I need to like catch up on like three days worth of nutrients. Yeah, we need um, to get some caffeine too. Is the coffee okay? I haven't had to make a coffee for someone in a really long time. So hopefully you, This is incredible. This is one of the best coffees I've had in my entire life. Are you joking? It helps to have good tools. You have probably the nicest coffee maker I've ever used. I mean, used. you say that, but like, you know, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix could play like an orchestra uh, just with an acoustic. And I'll say really quickly before as like, that's chuckling. At the same time, if it's all right, I would like to use interface to send a text message to Ulez sort of behind my back really quickly. So and what it, say? it says, hope you're doing well, Ulez. Uh, we're about to go on a quick little mission. We'll update you later. And if you don't mind, my friend, I have a favor to ask of you. Can you teach me how to be a keeper? You have sent that message. All right, yeah. so yeah, should we go? Donuts. I like the Don't, square ones. Yes, they're purple. Okay. The purple square ones. The orange these, square ones are good. Oh, it's purple like, cake. It is wrong to have it in this geometry. <laughs> we are going to smash cut um, from this. Uh, are Are you headed to Fred Manor after you're done with your donuts? That sounds good to me. If it sounds all right with you. So, as you step outside of the apartment building. You find, standing in front of you, waiting at the bottom of the steps, the red mist. Uh, in his usual form of a smoky person with no discernible features. Good morning, Vion Vigor, Cadrax Eversinger, Benny Beckett. I've been watching, and I know you know the truth now. You know Fripp owns Oakgate Solutions, and you know Oakgate's truck was used in the murder of Dan Daniel Sizik. Is that not right? That's correct. Now you must confront him and bring him to justice. Fripp will try to lie to you and threaten you. He's counting on his mystic shield that prevents magic from operating in his house to put you at a disadvantage. But the shield can be defeated. And he draws in red smoke kind of a strange rune in the air. And he says, Theon, once you are inside, secretly draw this rune, and it will allow your magic to operate in Frick Manor. Read his mind if you must. Know the truth. I'll be watching in case you need help. And he 
disappears into the wind. Okay. It's always cryptic with him, huh? A little bit of a cryptic guy. I guess he's sort of old-fashioned in that way. So, uh, but that heads up's appreciated. It is... Does it not strike you as a touch of rush to conclusion? Although there is clearly an association between the companies, we have not yet implicated Frit. Can you tell what this that rune does? By like, I don't know, comparing it, like Latin roots, you know, when you find a word, you can kind of figure out where oh. it comes from. Do you have like, can you compare it to other runes and see what it... Beyond, do you want to make an intellect roll with your occult bonus? Can't, ooh, is it, here's the thing. My cult is higher, but I kind of want to use writing. And the argument I'll make for this is recognizing symbols. I think that this is actually a detective case versus a magic case. I'll tell you what, you can use both because writing applies and it is in the subject of an occult. So it's like by the rules of the game, you know, you are. This is a ne- at the nexus of your occult and writing specialties. So, Y'all, give me an intellect a- roll. Add your writing and occult bonuses. I'll see if we see we if love we can to figure out what it does. Specialties. Get a GM like Rick Bud, everybody. Uh, We're sorry, fun. you cannot. There is no one anywhere near Rick Bud. He is in a class all his own, and he's don't, ours. Don't so these people, no, I, <laughs> I pay them to say that. Um, uh, that that's going to be a total of fourteen. Fourteen. Um. You are not familiar with this particular type of rune, but it does remind you of nullification runes and runes of protection and kind of is what you would generally expect a rune that would allow your magic to work inside, say, a nullification shield or a magic shield would look something like. So you you would think it probably does something like what the Red Mist tells you. So kind of like a counter charm sort of situation. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, yeah, this checks out. And you, are you, are you and, and from here you head up to Frip Manor? Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll buzz the gate. Yeah, um, Jake, can you give me, uh, the Avalon map? Um, Frit Manor located in Corin Heights, all the way in Northwest, uh, Avalon. Just going to throw up the map so y'all get a geographic sense of where we're going. Oh, sorry, and- Red Mist met us, uh, outside my place. Yeah, he was outside your okay. place. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you arrive at Frit Manor, and Vion, you go to buzz the gate like you said, but uh, this before you can even press the button, you can hear the voice of Jonathan Fripp's butler. It pipes right through the intercom, and it says, Mr. Fripp is expecting you. And there is a buzzing sound, and the gates swing wide for you. Um, much nicer... Uh... Uh, introduction than last time. <laughs> if you say so. Uh, I liked the other one. And I will turn to Cadric really quickly. Quick vibe check, Doc. How you feeling? Disquieted. That's a really good word. Uh, that makes sense. You? You know, um... We got cordially invited this time. I'm interested. That's uh, rarely a thing that a very, very guilty person does. Um, so we'll kind of see how that goes, unless it's a trap. Uh, <laughs> so I'm kind of open to both, but 
I can now read minds inside the house. That's not bad. Benny, how you feeling? Oh, I've been nauseous for like the past 24 hours, but uh, about this general situation, I'm mostly, right. mostly, mostly confused, but well, yeah, yeah, fine. I mean, I've, I, I don't get muted in there, so. Good point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's say we'll you're having this conversation while you're like heading, yes. you know, towards the house since it's got that big lawn <laughs> in the driveway. Um, and, uh, when you reach the house, the door opens for you and Jonathan Fripps Butler, who we did not cast last time, but now I will say is played by Jonathan Price, uh, is waiting for you at the door. And uh, he says, um, welcome. This way, please. And he leads you up to the second floor uh, and takes you through the game room. You've been here before. This is where Vion, once post-cog division of uh, Cadrax's old mentor, Dexter Vale, sit yes, in this room. yes. And then he leads you into Fripp's private library. And you've been here before, too. It's where you uh, saw, um, it's like there are, there are basically like 10 bookshelves or so. They all stack with books about Astrovia. On the wall, beneath a, a glass covering, uh, there is an old portrait of a royal-looking family, a king, a queen, three young princes, three young princesses, all children, and a little tag on it that says, 1077 with the, you know, as the date you've seen all this before. Mm -hmm. And Quit. the Butler says, uh, yeah. I was going to ask, I, does anything look like significantly different from the first time we were here? Like something ooh, that's not here that used to be, or like something that's new and like big and flashy or something to that effect. All right. Tell you what, make an investigation roll. Uh, <laughs> the Butler says, uh, Mr. Fripp will be joining you shortly. And uh, he leaves okay. you alone for a moment. I do oh, this okay. to myself, y'all. Oh, that was, loud. was an eight? Okay. <laughs> eight. Honestly, as far as you can remember, this is basically what it looked okay. like. I think last right. time you were here, there was a book uh, that had an open, there was an open book with a sort of sketch of Matthias Valk in it uh, yes, that you saw. I remember that. That book is not out on the table anymore, but otherwise it all looks pretty much the same. Is there anything else you want to do while you are alone in this room? Ooh. Uh... Oh, uh, since my magic works, um, no, you got to draw the rune before your magic works. Right, right, right. So, yeah, since it could work, I'm going to draw the rune. All right, um, give me a roll, uh, just on. Um, Is it a magic roll? Yeah, just a magic roll. <laughs> Benny will like stand in front of you so you can like draw it on her back oh. or something so that it's not, like, <laughs> in plain <laughs> sight. I rolled a one, so you're going to get this no matter what you do. Uh, Twelve. <laughs> Yeah, and that will do it because, <laughs> you know what? I am retiring blue and purple for the evening, and we're going to green, the dye that vanishes when you put it in front of the screen. And uh, so you draw the rune, and as mm -hmm. soon as you do, Vion, it's hard to describe, but uh -huh. you can kind of feel your magic again. It's just, you know, that sense that you can do it just kind of, you know, just kind of comes back. You can, you can, you, you, you kind of, you can feel the difference almost. And, um, and after a moment, a door opens and Jonathan Fripp played by Scott Bakula enters. He is wearing pajamas and a bathrobe. His face is badly bruised and, uh, he walks with a limp. He looks a little bit shaky, presumably from the beating he took at the hands of Aaron Bomber. Yeah. And he says, uh, Thanks for coming. And he sits down in a chair in the corner of the room and he says, first, I wanted to thank you for saving my life. 
I should have trusted you to begin with. Abigail trusts you. Now That's I see why. Do. So I wanted to clear the air. You were here asking about what happened to Daniel Sizik. Is that a topic you're still interested in? Very much so. Well, first of all, he's not Daniel Sizik. In fact, there is no Daniel Sizik at the National Bureau of Antiquities in Astrovia. Uh, no one erased his existence, as you implied in my office. There simply was never a Daniel Sizik to begin with. Benny that man is like, yes, I got it. Like, <laughs> like not that, outwardly, Benny, but inside. And he called it. Oh. And he says, uh, that man was a thief who nearly killed my daughter by tricking her into helping him steal from me. If it weren't for you, she'd be dead because of him. And I couldn't let that go unpunished. So I had him dealt with. He is the first person I have ever dealt with like that. I may be a lousy father, but I love my daughter very much. And he got what he deserved. Did he go too far? Did I go too far? Maybe. But when right is on your side, it's easy to go too far. That being said, I know that Daniel Sizik is only one of the things you want to know about. We're here because of the Red Mist. Isn't that right? Yeah. Uh, originally, the Red Mist put us on the trail of uh, the man going by, Daniel Sizik. He nods his head. Hmm. My father, Caleb Frickjek, came to the United States from Astrovia in 42. He raised me to be a student of Astrovian history. I studied their government, their arts, and their legends. And the story that captured my imagination most was the one about the Red Mist. It goes like this. At the end of the 11th century, Astrovia was ruled with an iron fist by a family called the Tyrannids. They were cruel beyond all measure and had little patience or sympathy for those of different races or religions or economic classes. But Astrovia was a very diverse place and eventually the peasants had enough. They staged a revolt and they killed the whole family, father, mother, three princesses, and three princes. That's them there. And he points to the painting on the wall behind you. Uh, now that's all, that's all historical fact. And the revolt uh, occurred not, longer after that, not long after that portrait was painted. Now it's also a fact that during that revolt, someone, probably one of the peasants, made off with the royal family's most valuable possession, a 34-carat diamond called the Star of Astrovia. Now, what comes next is believed to be folklore, but as the story goes, 20 years later, the star found its way into the hands of a greedy, power-hungry young peasant man who had designs on becoming king. Seeking the means to conquer Astrovia, he traded the star to an alchemist named Matthias Valk in exchange for a destructive array of superpowers. 
One of those was the power to transform into a red mist that could make people angry, violently, murderously angry. And the red mist used his powers to turn the people of Astrovia against each other. Thousands died in violent battles. And his plan likely would have succeeded, but he made one mistake. His greed got the better of him, and he returned to Matthias Valk to reclaim the Star of Astrovia. The old alchemist was prepared, though. He had created an orb that weakened the Red Mist and made him vulnerable to attack. Now, the mist couldn't be killed, but Valk managed to trap it in an enchanted sarcophagus from which he couldn't escape. He then handed that sarcophagus over to the government and recommended it be buried far, far away from Estrovia. An officer of that government who heard, had heard rumors of Norsemen discovering a strange new land to the east was able to hire a crew of Vikings to take the sarcophagus to the new land and bury it there. Of course, that land was what we now call North America, and the Vikings are known to have explored its northeasternmost regions. Now, most people would have dismissed this all as fanciful, but I happen to have a superpowered individual in my family tree. My uncle Simon had a pretty terrifying power, so I believed in the Red Mist. And if the mist was real and it couldn't die, and it was buried on the northeast coast of America, then it could come back. It could come here. So I made it my duty to be prepared to stop it. And my whole life has been about that single purpose. It's why I built my empire, and I've always placed it above everything else, even my family. Now for years, I've had people scouring the globe for that orb, and I thought I had time to find it. But in October of last year, there was an incident at a firehouse in Baronsdale that caught my attention. The crew all violently attacked each other, just like the Astrovians in the story of the Red Mist. I needed to know if it was back. So I created a fake star of Astrovia and staged a high-profile auction to make sure everyone knew that I had it. Then I put it in my vault with a camera and waited to see if the red mist came. It never did. Instead, I attracted a thief and almost got my daughter killed. Then in August, I saw the red mist on TV with you. It's one of the reasons I wasn't sure if you were trustworthy. Anyway, I knew I was out of time. I called my people back, and now we're trying to figure out a way to stop the monster without the orb. Desperate times call for desperate measures. I've been stockpiling weapons to use against the monster for some time, but without the orb, they're probably useless. This place, Fripp Manor, has been built specifically to operate as a stronghold against the Red Mist. That telescope in the observatory, the one that's pointed at the ground instead of the sky, it's actually a scanner that can detect the mist if it comes onto the property. And I've had the house fortified against every superpower I have ever heard of or suspected could even exist. Most importantly, 
thanks to a little trick I learned from the journals of Matthias Valk, magic does not function here. So as an entirely magical entity, the mist's powers won't work in this place, which means it's the only place we're truly safe. Any questions? Um, I'm going to cast telepathy. I say, um, out loud. Big, <laughs> and I cast big, medium, little, uh, this is going to be little. Cause I'm actually just doing this between us for now. Um, since it can work uh, in here yeah, and he doesn't okay. know that. Then, yeah. Then it's fine. Uh, should I tell him that I brought down the magical shield? <laughs> Uh, can you undo it at all? Is that is there an un, is there like a do it backwards and it puts it back? Uh, uh, actually, uh, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Can you dispel a thing that you did? Uh, like nullify my own magic? Sorry, your magic isn't working. Your anti-magic field. You say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, our and kind of looks confused, and at that moment, his intercom buzzes. Ah. Uh, Damn. And a voice says, Sir, the monster's on the ground. I'm sending you an image now. Ugh. And Fripp kind of gets up and walks to a computer that's on a desk in the corner of the library, and he turns on the monitor and then turns it over so you can see it. And on the screen, you see the ground in front of the mansion, the area the telescope is pointed at. And the picture looks kind of kind of like a thermal readout, you know, like Predator or something like that you see in the movies. Um, and uh, you can clearly see a smoky shape traversing the lawn toward the house. And then suddenly it shoots into the ground and disappears. And Fritt presses a button on the intercom and he says, where'd it go? And the voice on the other end of the intercom says, I don't know, sir. I'm... Running a, oh God, pressure in the gas pipes is suddenly off the charts. It's in the, and at that moment, you hear this massive series of explosions. Out the window, you can see fire shooting up out of parts of the lawn, sections of the manor house blowing up and just leaving large holes. Fripp looks terrified, but before he can say anything, the window shatters and a cloud of red mist billows into the room. And Fripp stands up looking alarmed, and he says, that should be, oh my god, the magic shield. It is down, isn't it? And, and the mist quickly coalesces into the form of a smoky, featureless person, which you've seen before. Mm -hmm. But this time, it begins to solidify from oh, the ground no. up. Where First, is it, like, in comparison to where we all are, if we just turn towards the window, is it like... Is he next to Fripp? Is he just standing like far away from us or is he moving towards us? Let's say us? Fripp is seated uh, in a corner of the room by the computer. You are seated, you know, you are standing diagonally across from Fripp in the other corner and the mist is sort of in one of the third corners. So kind of, you know, picture, you know, like a right angle and uh, the mist is between you and Fripp. Um, oh, shoot. Okay. And uh, he begins to coalesce and first you see black boots. Then old timey kind of gray hose. Then a red medieval tunic. And finally, head. And everyone recognizes the face of Daniel Sizzik. 
played by Domino Gleason. And he says, surprise. And Fripp says, Daniel Sisick? And the Red Mist says, no, my name is not Daniel. It's Donnell. Donnell Tyrannin. And I am no peasant. And he points to the picture of the Tyrannin family on the wall behind you. And he says, I'm that one, the tall prince with the red hair. And thanks to my friend Vion taking down your magic shield, I think you will find yourself quite at my mercy. And Fripp looks just stunned and he's like, Donnell Tyrannin, the crown prince? And the red mist says, once upon a time before Valk put me in that stone prison. And he turns to the three of you and he says, I'm afraid I may have misled you. I was oh, released by that earthquake and I did recognize Cadrax at the firehouse where I tested my powers. But I didn't follow them because I thought we'd be allies. I followed them because I was hoping they'd lead me to the orb so that I may destroy it. I saved you from the gangsters, not because of camaraderie, but because I didn't want some lowly thugs killing the only people who might help me eliminate my one weakness. But as time went on, I began to warm to Port Ruby. I began to think it could make a fitting kingdom to make up for the one that I lost. So I started to size up the city's power structures. It's always about power. I wanted to see how easy it would be to kill the most powerful man in Port Ruby, your mayor. Turns out it was very easy. And then one day I learned that a man called Jonathan Fripp had purchased the Star of Astrovia. Now it only took a few days of spying to learn he had it in the safe in his office, and that this whole manor was protected by a magic shield. That's why I had to use Abigail Fripp to get it, but she's an Astrovian peasant, so she's sort of my property anyway. Now, regardless of how it turned out, our adventure together in Fripp Manor made it clear that Fripp knew of me and Valk and the orb. And if he had the orb, well, he could kill me. Now, it obviously wasn't in the vault at his house, but I knew from spying on Fripp, he also had a vault at Grandview Bank, so I raided that too, but the orb wasn't there either. Nonetheless, I had to be cautious, so I backed off Fripp for a while. I turned to dismantling the power structures in this city that might resist my rule. The mayors were clearly no threat, and the police were so corrupt, I knew I had nothing to fear from them. So I started picking off the city's most powerful criminals, the cluster. After that, the only thing that threatened my future kingdom was that infernal orb, and I had to know if Fripp had it. So when he sent a team to kill poor Daniel Sizik, I seized the opportunity. And I knew my friends who believed we'd be allies wouldn't be able to resist a good mystery. So I continued to save your lives, kill your enemies, and solidify our bond. I knew Sizik's murder would lead you to confront Fripp, and I assumed I could convince Vion to enter this place and take down the magic shield, leaving me free to search for the orb with my own magic. 
But of course, that was before you admitted you didn't have it, Jonathan. And the mist holds up a small object in his hands, which the three of you recognize as one of your comms. And he says, Ulez dropped this off the top of a building. I hope you don't mind, but I've been listening in for quite a while. Fripp looks just absolutely terrified, and he starts to back away from the mist towards the computer on his desk. And he hits a button, and he says, He's here! He's here! I need you now! And a moment later, a door on the other side of the room flings open, and four heavily armed commandos rush in. And behind them, there is another man wearing body armor and his hood over his head that makes it very difficult to see his face. Jake, can you do the thing? What? <laughs> and as Dexter Vale shoots into the room, he pulls his hood down and breaks out these two kind of like laser sticks that look almost like kind of tiny lightsabers. And the red mist smiles and we're gonna take a 10 minute break right there. And we are back. Um, and as you can see, we have with us tonight, the incredibly special guest, Mr. Eddie Doty. Uh, Hello. Eddie, thank you so much for coming, man. We love you um, and, uh, and, and, and everyone loved Dexter Val, so it's so great to have this character back. Um, and also, I noticed while we were gone uh, that y'all pushed the tip jar to 360 69. Uh, hey, nice. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. Um, so thank you so much, everybody, for all the support that you have thrown us once again. We are just so incredibly grateful. And uh, when we last left off, the Red Mist had um, rushed into Fripp Manor, destroying the walls by exploding the gas pipes. Uh, and uh, essentially backing Jonathan Fripp and the team into a corner. Jonathan Fripp called to his security team, uh, and uh, four commandos arrived with Dexter Vale. Uh, we're going to pick up right there. Cadrax, as the hood comes down, you see the face of Dexter Vale. What's up, Doc? You're here? Uh, Yes. I thought you were dead, and then I thought you were in Astrovia, and neither of those is here, and neither of those is here, and neither of those is here. Pardon me a moment. Uh, it's it's they 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 do the like not right now figure at Frip and Sizzik, and it's not happening. And 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 the security team is sort of spreading out along around the room, and uh, Frip kind of backs into his chair, and he says, "We can't hurt it without the orb, but." There are dozens of innocent people in here. Uh, Dexter, yeah, you're, you're about all to of get... you, save as many as you can. And the red mist laughs. <laughs> yes, uh, save them if you can. This ought to be fun to watch. And he changes into mist form and blows right past the commandos that entered with Dexter and disappears out the door. The commandos all kind of start shaking a little and, you know, just kind of twitching, you know, with paranoia. And they start pointing their guns around at the room, at you, at each other, like uh, yelling at each other suddenly, stay back. No, you stay back. No, yeah. I'm warning you. I'm warning you. Maybe one of them pulls control. a grenade. 
One of them pulls oh, a grenade, magma pulls on. the pin, and throws it across the room. Penny, uh, 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 your magma uh, comes on. Uh-huh. Everybody roll initiative. Yes. Uh, Dexter, that is coordination. D10, yes. Yeah, uh, D6. Six. D6. Six. Uh, I got a 10. Eight. Oh, wait, hold on. Nine. 11. <laughs> How did this group in okay. this our month of pride roll a straight? <laughs> All right, so what I'm going to do is uh, Dexter, you go first. Vion, you go second. Caitlin, you go third. Uh, Benny, you go last. And um, yeah, there's 11, 10, 9, 8. And uh, you got the eight, right? Yeah, um, but who were you? Who did you call Caitlin? Which one's Benny? Caitlin, which one's Benny? <laughs> Oh, did I say? Kadrak. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, okay is Cadrax, not Caitlin. Yeah, that's funny. I'm sorry. I can't tell the real you from the fictional yous anymore. You're, yeah, you're we're just, just two you know, different actors, which is why yeah, we yeah. roll straight. Um, um, it, it's easy to tell. I am human. I am. I am going to, and I am going to place um, one of those security team members between yes. each one of you, uh, rather than you know bunching them all up. So. Uh, Dexter, the security team guys are kind of all pointing their guns around. Nobody has fired yet, but that grenade rolls towards the outer wall. What do you want to do? Um, okay. So from a pull pin to a spoon pop, you got four seconds before it goes off. So I'd like the walls are stone drywall. What are they? Broken open right now. Um, they, they are generally just, you know, this is a mansion, uh, so it's like probably kind of close to okay. drywall and, uh, but, um, parts of them have been torn up from the gas explosion. So, uh, the whole structure of the house is a little bit weak right now. Uh, okay. I'm going to take whatever large piece of furniture is nearby and just try to rip it and throw it on top of the grenade. All right. There is sort of a small bookshelf near you, um, which looks like looks like you might be able to pick it up uh, in your current condition. Um, Dexter, give me a strength roll. Okay. Uh, okay. So stupid. Uh, ten. Ten. Ten, you rolled a two? Uh, okay. Um, yep. So uh, you are all pretty amazed to see Dexter pick up this whole bookshelf as if it almost weighed nothing and throws it down right on top of that grenade. And a second later, there is a burst and the whole thing kind of pops and explodes, uh, knocking Dexter back against the wall. Dexter, that's going to cost you one stamina, but everybody else mm-hmm. is okay. So you are down to 11. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, then one of the security team fires his rifle in the direction of Benny, um, Benny, uh, a blast of gunfire comes your way. Yes. What am I rolling? Strength? Uh, you, uh, you are rolling strength or, uh, oh no, it's coordination versus coordination because this is oh. a ranged attack. Yeah. Uh, what, what if I just take it? 
Well, you could just stand there and let it hit you if you want. Uh, it's well, coordination. It's like, it, like we've done like strength where I try to take stuff without taking damage with strength before, but I can just do coordination. Yeah, we, we, we have done that at points in the past, but um, we have corrected recently as Sounds ranged good. attacks are supposed to be different. coordination That's right. versus coordination. Yeah. Ranged attacks are different. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Give me a sec. Just like uh, me not really being good at administering roles thing. That's, um, you know what? We're winning anyways because we're having a good time. Um, can Okay, this is an attribute role. Can I add my power specialty because i am fluid the way that i move it would it affect my movement oh you're in lava form yeah. uh can i add my yeah specialty? yeah okay cool yeah that makes sense because you are yeah bending out of the way sort of <laughs> benny's lava is kind of makes makes her like a plastic manny mm -hmm. um, um so, okay so that is 11. so she kind of like tries to do like a weird sculpture like whoo to, to so <laughs> Most of those bullets miss you and just hit uh, the wall behind you. Uh, a couple of them do hit you, but you easily absorb the damage from the few bullets that actually connect. Uh, that brings up Vion. Yeah, instantly I am going to wave my hands uh, in front of everyone pointing guns at each other. Um, uh, muzzle awareness is a very important thing. And I'm going to go ahead and cast uh, emotional control and just uh, say like, hey, let's, uh, let's calm down. Okay, big magic, medium magic, little magic? Uh, big say? magic, because I'm going to use burst. How many of okay. them are there? Four. Ooh, uh, well, in that case... In that case, if there's four, I'm going to cast this... I'm going to use big magic, but I'm casting it at level five. Okay. Here we go. Uh, that is going to be... That's pumpkin, uh, so that's uh, 14 to turn on. You turn on emotion control. Uh... So your emotion control is on at level five. And this is emotional control versus awareness. Okay. So now I'm going to do uh, the roll. Uh, that is 11. 11. Um, so you have, okay. So that is a moderate success. You place the, the emotional quality on the target. Concentrate and make a new emotion control versus awareness test at the start of each of your pages to maintain it. So, okay, that's fair. Um, so you have created... What, what was the emotion you were trying to create? Calm. Calm. Okay, you have created the quality of calm in them, but you can see that they are struggling with this very hard. Uh, kind of shaking, They, you know, still holding their guns at attention, but they do not seem to be quite as touchy as they were a second ago. Okay. Now, meanwhile, um, you can start to hear gunfire and screaming coming from somewhere else in the house. These four guys are still pointing guns. That brings up Cadrax. What do you want to do? Cadrax uh, is going to start to move uh first up they're going to uh do a complex task to break the guns in a burst okay uh okay the, the library is probably small enough for you to get all four in a burst yeah. okay so so either they, they move up in because they were all kind of in for me like yeah um give me a complex task roll oh uh that's a five on the die so that's an 18. okay you release a wave of harmonic resonance. The guns kind of vibrate and rattle a little bit, 
clips fall out of them and, and you can sort of just hear the parts inside kind of just begin to disconnect and misalign. And uh, one of them starts fiddling with the gun and, and you can sort of tell they are no longer in operative order. Um, that brings up the next guard. Uh, hang on a sec. Really quickly. Um, yeah. Dexter was to say it. I didn't teach you that. <laughs> and uh um yeah um on that the next guard uh the next guard is is, is can his willpower is is too affected by Vion's calm right now he he we were going to say he operates as if he was stunned and he passes up his chance to attack which brings up Benny uh, I'm just gonna turn to Jonathan Fripp and be like, "There's a, a a thing in your house that makes people angry and aggro, and you brought in like the strongest dudes I've ever seen in my life." And, and uh, you're the expert. Is it? Is it? What we have to try something. How many more armed people are in this house? The whole team. How, uh, how numbers? Somewhere in the neighborhood of 30. Great. How does he, does the mist work? Breathing? Is it, is it brain? Is it? It's magic. Okay, but like, is it just in the vicinity? So it does anything? Essentially, if it passes next to you, as far as we know. Okay. It can, it can make you rage. Okay, anything else that is helpful? Also, by the way, very sorry. Should put that out there first. We've been manipulated as well. Anything else? These, there are lots of people in this house that are not part of the security team as well. Yeah, I would like to help them by, yeah. So would I. And uh, he gets up and charges out of the room. All right, well, my turn was, just, I just wanted to ask him a million questions, but then if I can, I would like to start moving. Where are you headed? Out towards where the gunfire is. <laughs> okay. Uh, Benny, you leave the library and... and then she's going to be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to circle. She's not just going to leave without telling her. I'm going to maybe stop some bullets. I don't know. And then she'll go. <laughs> yeah. Um, hang on. You, you head out of the library as you exit. You can hear shouting coming from the game room, which you passed through on your yeah. way in here. Uh, the whole house is filling with smoke, presumably from the gas explosion. And in several places, oh. you can see just massive holes in the outer walls where presumably gas piping had been laid. As you turn the corner, you see uh, five security team members, all heavily armed, pointing their guns at each other. Uh, there are already two laying on the ground who appear to have been shot. Some of them appear to be under the influence of the mist. Some you are not sure might just be defending themselves. Yeah, um, okay. And in one corner of the room, you can see two maids huddled behind a cabinet trying to stay out of sight. Okay. You can also hear more gunfire and shouting coming from the floor below. Yeah, okay. We'll deal with this first. Um... Five guards are all kind of pointing their guns at each other. Some of them are trying to jockey for position behind tables or whatever cover is available. What do you want to do? 
Okay, maybe this is weird. You tell me if I can do this or not. Weird is our name. That's what the game we play. Come on, go. Be That's, weird. Yeah. Okay, so they're all really focused on each other right now. I would like to attempt to get in the middle of them as quickly as possible and then grow to like level one. And I have, so I have burst on my aura, which is my magma form. Can I try to like get all their guns at once if I like grow the magma into them? I'm going to set a very high threshold on that Great, because I'll you know that's it. kind of a very kind of specific finesse yes. move, and yes. your power is not exactly a finesse power. No, uh, I am a blunt instrument, but we're gonna try to make it work. <laughs> so movement is free. Let's say you you know you do one of these like James T. Kirk like barrel rolls across the floor to, to sit in the middle of them. I think now, she'd do like a like a like a stretch step and like try to like oh, even <laughs> to get better, even fast. better, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you're going to go to level one, which is two stories. Yep. So uh, she's just so. going to kind of like grow as she crouches, and she's just going to use her mass to try to encompass all of their weapons as they're pointing them out in front of each other. Okay, Benny, give me an aura roll. Okay. Um, uh, let me see. I don't think I have anything that's going to help me here. So it's just aura. Okay. All right. Let's do my magma die. Don't fail me. Don't fail me now. Oh, okay. That's 15. 15. Um, okay. You grow uh, up to two stories tall. Your just like turn into an egg ball. Right <laughs> through the ceiling above you. Uh, as, I'm going to cr crouch. I don't want to break it. Yeah, well, I want to get wide. You, 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 you grew, and uh, at fifteen, your head kind of pops through the third floor, uh, and uh, you manage to hit the guns. But as you pop through the third floor, uh, some of the ceiling kind of comes down, uh, so you knock out three of those five guys. Okay. The other two, oh, sorry, um, their guns are, let's say, melted by coming into contact with your aura. And you can see one of them kind of grabbing for the grenades that oh. sort of hang off his vest. Now, okay. we'll deal with that in a moment. Back in the room, uh, there are still, I think, three guards on their feet. Um, they have the quality of calm on them, so they are not exactly doing much anymore. Uh, the, it is the next guard's turn, I think. And this guard points his gun up at Vion in pulls the trigger, but nothing happens. And he kind of looks at his gun, like shakes it, and then he like takes it like a club, and he just goes charging at you, Vion. Um, make a prowess or a coordination roll, depending on whether you want to try and fight this off or dodge. I'll prowess it. Okay, give me a prowess roll. Uh, that's, that's pumpkin, folks. Uh, so that's going to be 11. Okay, well, the commandos, they, are, they have been trained um, uh, yeah. by one of the best in the business, um, Mr. Dexter Vale, so they are actually very good at fighting. So that is a moderate failure. Um, you get uh, cracked, like, right on the side of your, let's say, you know, your upper arm uh, mm -hmm. with uh, that gun. And it does... It's only a moderate failure, so luckily you only take... 
Wizard's material it is okay. So you take two damage. So you got seven. Okay. You're down to seven. Got it. That brings up Dexter. Okay. Um, Dexter sees that immediately and walks over with one stick and immediately um, uh, does an Escrito disarm. So basically intertwines the stick in between. Um, is it a rifle or a hand? Like, what are they? What is the guard? Uh, let's say it's like a rifle, like automatic okay. rifle. All right. So um, so basically just does a, attempts to disarm and using the, the fancy stick uh, effectively just kind of like breaks it right in half. Okay, give me a prowess roll. Uh, you're attacking using your laser sticks, your laser sticks. Um, you're just trying to break it in half, so it's like you're not actually trying to damage the guy, right? So it's right. like... Um, it could be... Um, it could be... Um, could the, the either the weapon or the martial arts specialty be added to that? Uh, the martial arts specialty definitely, definitely counts uh, for your attack. Roll okay. prowess and add your martial arts to it. And uh, the, with the laser sticks at level nine, if if you connect, you're definitely going to destroy this gun. So, uh, so that would be um, sixteen. And yeah, with just one of the deftest moves that you have ever seen, Vion and Kadrax, he kind of swipes at that gun uh, with this laser stick. Uh, you know, turning himself the long way. So in case the gun fires, he's, you know, he's got the small target presented. Just just absolutely, you know, just just ninja-like smoothness. And uh, the gun just kind of just slices in half like butter. Um, and fall, the, the, the guard holding half of it kind of just looks at it. And is he just completely surprised by it. Um, in fact, uh, that... That brings up the next guard. Well, and then uh, he, he, he would say, oh, yeah. um, he's with my friend. That's my mentor. <laughs> no, so me saying to the guard. Yeah. That, yeah. And that's me saying to Vion. <laughs> okay. <there we> go. <laughs> uh, Dexter, give me a willpower roll. Your willpower is six, so just uh, six plus whatever you roll. Uh, Twelve. And uh, the guard kind of, with Vion's calm on him, and now with you sort of admonishing him a little bit, the guard kind of like drops the other half of the gun and kind of crunches down onto the floor into like a little ball uh, and, and, and just sort of seems to be shaking and, and, and trying very hard to kind of get his faculties back. Um, you, you can see him struggling with the rage still, but but he is no longer on his feet. Um, that brings up Vion. Uh, uh, you have, have to, to make a roll to maintain the calm, yeah. Yeah, and is that my entire action? No. Okay, great. Keep calm. Uh, and <laughs> and Vion. Keep calm and Vion, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 12. 12, yeah, that yeah, will absolutely maintain the calm. Um, okay, now, great. What do you want to do? I am actually going to, as I see that, I realize there's like uh, not the most I can do per se. So I'm actually going to point at Dexter and uh, sir, I'm going to cast onto you fast attack, which is going to give you multiple attacks that you can do. You've got, I'm going to use middle ma uh, my medium magic for this. Uh, so you've got, level five fast attack, which means you got five points to apply to an additional attack if you'd like. 
All right, yeah, I'll, I'll humbly <laughs> accept. I say let's you check more than once per action, dividing your fast attack level into additional attack levels until additional attack tests up to your level with that attack. Monk okay. mentor. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to say this gives you one extra attack based on uh, your prowess rate right now. Um, so uh, that brings up the next guard who whose willpower is still sort of m- muted because of uh, uh, Vion's uh, calm. Uh, so he sort of acts as though he is stunned and does not attack. That brings up Cadrax. Cadrax, having been slightly speechless at uh, Dexter's comment, seems to sort of throughout everything just be trying to process. And as the mental beach ball of death finally resolves into a cursor again, there are a few things that I probably should have told you. I am not... Caden, my name is Cadrax. I am an alien from the Star Choir. We came here to invade. It didn't work. It turned out that the Star Choir were, in fact, authoritarian and fascist, and and there is a resistance on my home planet right now. I Mm -hmm. hear it is going very well. In -hmm. fact, I became an inadvertent symbol of it as part of being temporarily immortal Mm. as the ever singer of mythological legend. However, I do not hear the song of the choir beyond anymore. And I think that probably means that I am going to die, but also there are people in danger over there. And so I need to use the power of my voice that comes from being Again, a member of the Star Choir, a non-human species, to try and go stop yes. that. Would you like to join? Would you like to join me? Let's walk and talk. And uh, firstly, and, and uh, uh, good to see you. You look great. Suit is great. Um, I work for the boss man. Uh, we've got. I've, I've read the file, and uh, to be honest, I kind of had a feeling. So. Um, you know, even before all that. But I, so, uh, I know, I no, no, so well. you, you, so it, it, you told us so well. Uh, let's, uh, there's uh, gunfire. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> um, you Wait, head which, out into the which, hallway. Which, which quality could catch you in trouble for that? <laughs> you know what? I don't know that it exactly caused them trouble, but it was just I mean, great gameplay. So, uh, I mean, yeah. if they give up their, if they, if they give up their turn for <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Uh, the, the book says I can give it out just for game gameplay as well. So um, we're, we're, we're going to, we don't do that a lot here. Um, not because there's not great gameplay, but just because I'm stinging. Too much of it. You got us. But also because there isn't great gameplay. It's true. We're right. mid, mid at best. Do, do not listen to this person. Um, so yeah, you step out into the hallway and uh, immediately you can see a gigantic Benny uh, standing with uh, her head through the ceiling above. Uh, there are a couple of guards on the floor. A couple of them look dead. A couple of them look knocked out. There are two um, maids hiding in a corner uh, behind a bookshelf trying to kind of shield themselves. And uh, there is a guard. We're going to say this, you know, these things were all happening at the same time. So there's one of those guards uh, reaching uh, for a grenade on their vest. Uh, and uh, they pull that grenade and um, pull the pin 
and uh, and they toss it in the direction of Dexter and Cadrax coming out of the room. Can I interpose? I give it my next turn to to catch the grenade yes. inside of myself. <laughs> yeah, if you're interposing, sure. Um, and uh, yeah, Benny, you sling she out stretches and just kind of pull and pulls it back into herself. She's really yeah. big right now, so she's gonna <laughs> now the grenade and kill it in the lava. Hopefully, grenade inflicts bashing damage six on all targets in close range. So you will, it, it just explodes right into your lava, but you are able to absorb that damage. There's, there's um, like a, there's like a, like a cartoonish from the inside and some like little like light spurts come off and she's like, and then she burps. Sorry. <laughs> I got it. Thank you. I'll try to remember that I, that's my next turn. <laughs> I'll try to remember that. I like your friends. Hi, nice to meet you. My name is Benny Beckett. I'd shake your hand, but it's big and made of lava. That felt really picked weird. Picked up on that. No, yeah. picked up on that. Yeah, Eddie, you, you are, what, uh, sorry, Dexter, what you are seeing is um, uh, Benny is, there's this kind of white bodysuit, and uh, their head is all aflame, and their hands are lava. Um, you can only touch them on that bodysuit, uh, or you will, um, or you will regret it. Um, yeah. Uh, but yes, you are basically looking at a fire person, you know, vaguely like the Human Torch, made um, of like like a rose gold magma. Her whole body, and uh, that uh, you can hear from the floor beneath you. There is gunfire explosions happening. Um, Vion, you are still in the library with one soldier. Uh, who is kind of still just holding his gun and shaking. What do you do? Ooh, I actually kind of want to try this. Um, I'm going to turn to this, uh, uh, the gentleman holding the weapon and go, hey, how's it going? My name is Vion Vigor. I have a feeling you have some training in this. You've got some training in resisting the red mist. I imagine knowing that this is your main enemy, that you've got some mental resistance built up in there. I'm kind of stretched thin a little bit, holding my magics. So I actually need you to uh, just do this one for me, okay? Work with me on this. See if you can pull it back. See if you can push it down. You can still feel the anger, but just don't do anything with it. Just don't do anything with it. Beat the red mist at their own game. Can you do that? Give, give me a willpower roll. All right. This is now seven plus roll. Uh, that is pumpkin. So uh, that is going 13. to be- 13. Happy birthday, Taylor Swift. Um, you can see, you know, he's still kind of shaking and nodding. He kind of tries to aim his gun at the floor. Um, you can see it is extremely difficult. Uh, you know, whatever is going on inside this guard's head, it is taking everything out of him to sort of fight it, even with Mm -hmm. your spell that calms him down. Uh, and, uh, at a 13, I'm going to say, uh, he, he kind of shakes and he shakes and he kind of screams and then faints. Uh, okay. I'm going to check on him really quickly. Is he like bleeding from anywhere? I'm not a doctor, so I, I don't know if to check for like a internal concussion or what this even would have done. Give Just me like, an intellectual. I, okay. Uh, that's going to be a total of nine. 
you can tell he's alive. You don't okay. see any, you know, conspicuous damage, but you would not, you know, at, you know, at your medical knowledge level, you, you couldn't tell if he had a concussion or not. Okay. But he's alive. That's good. Uh, that's something. Okay. Um, and then I'll telepathically just be like, where's everyone? Do we have a view on, uh, what needs help or should I just run out to the fray? I think I just ate a grenade. Okay. Um, but it's okay out here. There's gunfire and explosions downstairs. I will be heading down there presently. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, doc, are you, uh, um, by Dexter? We're right next to each other. Uh, uh, can you ask him if he wants to be uh, included in this telepathic chain real quick? Uh, Caldrex at this exact moment is in the midst of sort of climbing over a banister so that they're like, they look like they're about to jump down or, you know, fly down in their case. Uh, and so they turn on the railing back to face Dexter and says, Vion asks if you want to be included in the telepathic communication circle. Why not? <laughs> and as a willing target, uh, you can suddenly, you know, just your mind opens up and you can hear essentially the purposeful thoughts of everybody else connected, uh, which are Benny, Cadrax, and beyond. Oh, that's weird. That's weird. Does it always, oh, does it always taste metallic? Oh, It takes wow. some getting used to. It's funny. Um, hi, welcome. Anyway. Uh, hello? Okay. Okay. Cadrax, <laughs> you are poised on the banister about to like leap down Batman style to the first floor and as you start to make your jump this column of red mist comes and knocks you back onto the second floor um, it hurts it's not you know it is not like sort of devastating you're going to take one damage from that because there was no way to see it coming it is a surprise attack it kind of formed out of nowhere uh and then as you you are knocked back beyond you come out of the room the four of you now see the mist coalesce into the form of donnell tyrannin that you have already seen and uh he sort of looks and he's like oh oh i've I've thought that I've always thought that this might be pretty interesting. Now, anyone care to try and take me on? Um, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm. Gonna, I'll quickly like telepathically just be like, uh, "Can someone buy me like thirty seconds? Can someone pull like a V on and just buy me thirty seconds?" <laughs> Is Cadrax misted by that? No. Okay. <laughs> you are just knocked down. Okay. Which possibly suggests to you that it only happens when he wants it to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, Cadrex doesn't know how to be beyond. <laughs> uh, I... I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna try this. I mean that that'll our silence. I guess will can totally grab us thirty <laughs> seconds there. Um, I think this might work. I'm going to very quietly cast it alternate form. Big magic, medium magic, little magic. Um, we've got little magic doing the telepathic communication, so I kind of want to keep right. that going. Um, and then my medium magic right now 
is on Dexter um, for that fast attack. I don't want to drop that. So this is going to be big magic just by... Okay, what, what alternate form are you going for? Solid. You're already solid. Oh, so oh, solid form. Okay, uh, you transform into a dense solid this material like metal guy. or stone. You gain strength equal to the greater of your power level or your normal strength plus one while in solid form, along with damage resistance equal to your power level. So, you going all the way for level seven? Um. Well, n- not exactly. Um. I I'm gonna actually cast this. I think at level one. Um, not only to make it easier for me to cast this, but also I'm not casting it on myself. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, There's that galaxy uh, brain. Give me... What level are you trying to go? Yeah, level one. <laughs> All right, give me, uh, level, g- give, me, give me a roll for level one, and then you'll get that. Uh, you know. uh, this is A plus roll. It's going to be 13. Happy birthday, Taylor Swift. Uh, that turns it on. Yeah. Now you want to try and cast it. Who are you casting this on? I'm sure I already know, but... Yeah, on our misty little friend over here. Just to give a shape that uh, a couple of us could maybe throw a couple punches at. Give me a, a roll on your solid form. Okay, this is seven plus roll. Uh, that's going to be in 11 to turn it on at level one. Um, that's one plus roll. You turned it on at level one, right? Oh, right. Okay. So that's going to be five. Oh no. Usually it's like, if you cast it lower, but you're using a bigger magic, you get the advantage on it. Right. Or is that just a turn on? If you're casting it lower, but use it bigger. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, Cause I'm yeah. Cause if I'm using a higher level magic, but to cast it at a lower level, it usually increases the chance. Oh, it increases the on? chance of it turns it on. Okay, yeah, great, great, yeah. great. So in that case, I rolled a four, so that's gonna be five. Five. Um, you cast it at him, and you can sort of see him kind of wave his arm, and yeah, he says, <sighs> "Nice try, but you don't actually think your powers rival mine, do you?" Uh, I thought I did, and now Vion will buy a Vion. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I sort of, I sort of guessed I did, but uh, you're real good at this. Like, yes. real good. Yeah, because you've been, I guess, doing it for like a little while. You also tricked all of us, which is very impressive and very good. Uh, powerful people are entitled to lie when it suits their needs. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, and 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 you're quite powerful. You come from a, a long lineage of, of of powerful folks, and I have my own personal feelings about you know European royalty, considering you know my family's Indian. But like, uh, uh, I, I guess I have a question: uh, uh, What's your kingdom going to be like? We we haven't really, and I turn back to the team. We haven't really stopped to sort of chat with our uh, Red Mist friend over here and, and kind of get, like, the other angle of this, you know? Maybe there's, like, an upside, and I turn back. Well, like, what's your plan? Like, what, what, what's your ultimate goal? What do you want? Maybe we could even help you out. 
so you you were trying to what distract him or what are you what are you going for here? Get like a touch more information, but also just get a little bit of like a read on this guy. I don't know exactly what his next move is. All right, give me a willpower roll. Okay, seven plus roll. Uh, I'm definitely taking it as a you're buying time. And so Cadrax is slowly floating from the second floor back up behind. Like, am I supposed to do a thwack while you're talking to him? Yeah. Does anybody want to do anything while Vion is trying to keep this guy occupied? I believe I gave up my last turn. So I, yeah, you uh, Benny's working on getting her head out of the ceiling. <laughs> Get your head out of the cloth, Benny. Uh, so yeah, Cadrax is, is floating back up from the second floor where they got knocked down up behind the dude who's turned to face Dion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, um, Dexter- you know, I can look over his shoulder to see Dexter. I I think Dexter is still just sort of assessing the situation, not really knowing what to make of this right now. Okay. It's still Tell you not what, quite Dexter, information. Give me an intellect roll. Yeah. Your intellect is... Five. Five, yeah. That's 11. Okay, so... You are kind of keeping an eye on him, watching, you know, applying your expertise, uh, strategic, you know, strategy and stuff like that. Um, Vion, what did you get uh, for the willpower? Uh, nine. And the miss says, what will my kingdom be like? It will be like I always dreamed medieval Astrovia would be, okay. which is to say groveling at my feet. Yeah, you know, I, I get that. I've uh, I've been on panels before. I know what it's like. <laughs> it ain't bad. All that applause. <laughs> so, and I like, I'm, t- I'm just like in my head, I'm just like, anyone, if anyone wants to do anything, I have no idea. And the mist says, uh, <sighs> bored now. And he shoots a, his, he points his arm at you and it sort of changes into like this smoke tendril that comes and hits you. You've been hit like this before, way back uh, when you were fighting, uh, when, when you confronted him on the Viking ship in yes. 1103. Um, you, he was able to hit you then, even in your phased form. Uh, you are not phased now. Uh, do you want to try and evade? It's not a surprise attack. You can see it coming. I see it coming, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's right in front of you, so it's, it is not a surprise. You, you can definitely try and... Co- coordination to jump out of the way, prowess to try and use a fighting move to, to parry it, if, can I if that were effective. try to prowess my way into phasing? I don't think... I think we've agreed that you can't... Because it's a whole move, yeah. Once, yeah, yeah. Once, once I'll just prowess is... out. I'll just try to, like, get... Because it's got to be solid enough. All right, uh, give me a prowess roll. Great, I love that. Six. I'm taking this hit. That's a six. Uh, yeah, six. Easily, he hits you, and you go flying across uh, the wall... Uh, the floor into a wall behind you, and you take... You... What do you have? Okay, you take... Another three damage, which brings you down to four. He clearly, sure. you know, doesn't doesn't even look like he was exerting himself. <sighs> and uh, uh, the red mist says, <sighs> "I do not think I will lower myself to your level any longer." And then, uh, from behind you, you hear another voice, uh, Jonathan Fripp. 
appears at the top of the stairs. And he says, ah, you're exactly, exactly what all the folktales said, just a killer, aren't you? And the red mist says, no, I'm a king, while you're just a peasant pretending to be one. And he shoots a smoky tendril at Jonathan Fripp. Fripp flies. You want to try and interpose? Uh, which I suppose if Fripp is already flying and Cadrax is already flying, they're going to grab him as part of that flight to try to move the momentum and keep him from crashing into anything. Okay. Um, huh. Hang on a sec. I mean, I believe an interpose automatically uh, automatically you works the right? damage. You just uh, you no. I have to do the defenses normal. There don't is I? the defenses, yeah. but like you automatically, the other person you're interposing for does not take any damage automatically. Yeah, they definitely don't take the the damage. And then you get the plus two difficulty to try to mitigate it on your own. Right. Whether the attack fails or succeeds against you does not affect the previous target. Cadrax, uh, you shoot flying over to try and catch Jonathan Fripp. Um, you managed to kind of get yourself in front of him, uh, between him and the smoky tendril. Um, how are you defending against it? Uh, I'll, I'll defend with, well, it's, it's kind of ranged, isn't it? So I have to defend with coordination. Um, cause they're across. Yeah, I gave Vion the chance to defend with prowess. It's a little weird because yeah. it is kind of both a little bit of a ranged attack and, and uh, you know, a close-up attack because, you know, he's sort of, it's almost like plastic manning shooting his arm out. So it is sort I, of ranged. It, I would say this is probably not to jump it, but like strength or coordination because prowess, you're physically shielding someone so you can't like... Well, but that's the thing. That, I have a shield that's that, true. You that do I can parry with. Okay. Parry is a thing, yeah. Yeah, and that's sure. often what prowess is, is, yeah. is flavored mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. as a parry. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Uh, the only difference is that is adding my weapon stat for it. So sure, let's parry. Uh, that's uh, oh, let's see, four plus one, eleven. Okay. Uh, no, it should be more than that. No, it's a twelve on the die plus prowess alone. What am I even saying? Thirteen. There we go. Thirteen. That smoky tendril connects with your buckler. Uh, that's what you're using, right, Shield? Yes. Um, and uh, it hits the buckler so hard, it comes off your arm and goes flying over that thing, you know, that edge that you were about to jump off of, um, but you don't take any damage. Uh, Fripp kind of, <sighs> that's two I owe you. Uh, did, with that distraction, actually, did that buy me enough time to cast another spell? Um, I'm going to say is that when, does that probably enough time? Yeah. Okay. It, it does. If you want it. Um, uh, I'm just going to like telepathically like, Hey, uh, Dexter, uh, we've only just met. Uh, I don't mean to put a bunch on you, but you've got fast attack and, uh, I'm thinking about this. I'm going over this mist, trying to figure out what to do. I'm going to, um, try something if that's all right. Do I have your permission? yeah yes uh, affirmative I, i'm not really much of a fighter uh so i'm gonna go ahead and hand the reins over to you okay. this is a cloud uh, i'm gonna cast element control over your way uh and give you air control the idea of that being you could combine your martial arts abilities but use them as air attacks against the red mist 
you want me to punch air. Yeah, you know, when you think the words back to me, it does sound a little ridiculous, but um, yeah. it, I mean, physical punches aren't going to do a whole lot to a cloud. But, no, it's definitely not. Uh, air punches might. Let's give it a, let's give it a try. All right, Dexter, um, VN, big magic, little, uh, big magic. Uh, this right? is going to be big magic again, because I, yeah, everything else is What level? Uh, this is going to be, uh, pff, let's go level six to make it a, a touch easier. But I okay. want to give Dexter everything we got. Um, that's going to be a 10 to turn on. Okay, that will get it on. Okay. okay. Dexter, um, I'm going to say from the intellect role you made before where you were trying to study the Red Mist and uh, mm -hmm. figure them out, you have been studying the Red Mist for a long time while you were you yeah. know, working with Jonathan Fripp. And uh, if, the, if there's one thing Fripp kept trying to drive home is that the Red Mist cannot be damaged without that orb. So right. watching what you are watching now, you are beginning to think that that is possibly 100% accurate and that there is just no way to take this guy on directly. But Vion, you turned on element control uh, and hang on, to do element control, command a particular element, uh, you gave him air, uh, you move and influence that element like telekinesis at your power level and uh, the telekinesis works by, uh, I'm pretty sure, just make sure I got this right, this is uh, having to work with the magic guy, you have to learn every <laughs> freaking power in the book. Um, uh, you use your willpower as your telekinetic mm -hmm. coordination. Dexter, your willpower is six. Mm -hmm. If, if um, you can't damage him with it, you could maybe at least do some uh, area control with it. So <laughs> yeah. manipulate him physically. Because we're getting punched. Dexter, yeah, Dexter has an idea. Yeah. Dexter yeah. has an idea. So it's to to go up and knowing just sort of the properties of the six that he has and just knowing how heat accelerates air and things like that. Um, he's going to do uh, a movement in Eskrima known as Floretti, which is um, basically like a windmill type of like a, a linear windmill that like, but like do it with, with superpowers and magic. So uh, that's going to make it just basically turn him into inspector gadget arms uh, and, and, and make it just a big ass fan. Uh, now, Eddie, if you, if you want, unlike the other players, you start off with three points of determination. Mm -hmm. uh, you can spend that determination to add two to your role if you think any of your qualities apply. Um, yeah, yeah. People or force multiplication, both all those things. Force multiplication. Like yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that spends one of your points of determination. And uh, now give me a roll on your willpower, which is six. Six. And, uh, and then you can add plus two to whatever you get on the die. Okay. Uh, okay. So 13. 13. Yeah. You kind of form this windmill. Um, and, uh, just, just for a quick second, the red mist kind of twists a little bit in it and then he steadies himself and he's sort of like, very clever. And he shoots his tendril right back at you. Uh, it is not a surprise attack. So you can try and defend against this. Um, and you still have fast attack. I don't know if that helps with defense. Oh, you yeah you oh that's right. I so do. you can so do it twice. Yeah yeah. So let me do it. Let me do it again. Um, yeah, go for it. Thank okay. you for reminding me. Uh, so it's uh, willpower plus thirteen. I'll say your determination applies to yeah. both. Yeah. So yeah. thirteen. Again, thirteen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Oh, no, so I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Twelve. 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 I, twelve. I yeah. 
Sa same effect generally. It, it, it seems to kind of unsteady him for a second, but uh, he seems more amused than anything else. Uh, and then shoots back his smoky tendril directly at you. Mm -hmm. um, you can roll coordination to try and jump out of the way. Yep. Prowess to try and use a fighting move. Um, let's do coordination uh, to just something fancy. Okay. Yeah, your coordination um, is nine. Yes. <laughs> so that's going to be 14. 14. You. Oh, wow. Uh, that is a marginal success. So it's my my call. I'm going to say this is like, you know, that like uh, the Matrix where like Neo just bends right out in the bullet. Like just like yeah. we, we, we mm -hmm. go to slow motion yeah. for a second as you dive. And that smoky tendril just like barely brushes against your back as you just dive out of the way. Uh, and you are okay and unharmed. And then the mist changes back into mist form and blows away down the stairs. Okay. You can all still hear screaming and fighting coming yeah. from the floor beneath you. That's the best we can hope for with this. Right okay. Now. So that looks like uh, I'm kind of out of magic ideas in terms of fighting off the red mist. Cadrax turns to Fripp. Uh, how can we find the orb? If I knew I would have it. Why did he think you would know where it was? We do we May know I where make it is? an intellect roll against uh, where we where where we last saw it would be uh, in modern Port Ruby. Okay, give me a Where does do we know where Eagle Smith Sr. lives? <laughs> Uh, he lives in Avalon, I believe. Um, the grandfather. Yeah. How, how, he likes baseball. How <laughs> likely to, is that, okay, we met Sisapes, who had the electric power. Mm -hmm. Maybe, possibly, genetic. Mm -hmm. Don's grandfather likes baseball, collects baseballs, I believe. How likely one of those is not actually a baseball. Is it the right size? I always pictured it as being bigger. Oh, oh I pictured baseball size. I guess I don't know. Oh, I guess I always thought it was like a, uh, that kind of thing, like for to be like an orb. I don't know. This might be I might be completely way way off base, but oh, I so pictured it about roughly the size of like a grapefruit or something like that. But you know, See, we never, I don't know if we ever actually said in canon, but just vaguely, yeah. You know. uh, that was a max dice of fourteen. Fourteen. Um. You would guess that the last time you saw it, it was in the hands of Kentu as he right. was punching the red mist back into the stone sarcophagus in the year 1103. And that was right where the Vikings were burying that sarcophagus, which uh, I think we established is in the equivalent of present day Yard Hill, which is why you, which is why Curtis Haber broke it open when he caused the earthquake in our series premiere. Y'all, I'm rereading the rules of extrasensory perception. I might be able to see what it's able to see. It affects items that you... Uh, it allows you to perceive things in distant locations as if you were actually there. And if I was unfamiliar with the orb... 
I wouldn't even know what to look for. But we did see the orb in person. We've interacted with the orb in person. See the benchmarks table for an idea of the distance you can perceive. Um, okay, so big magic. Also, while you were doing this, yeah. the other three of you, you can still hear fighting and screaming sounds and explosion yeah. sounds coming from the floor below. Yeah, do you want to do anything? Yeah, I would like, is there a vent next to me? Uh, sure, you can locate a vent in the wall. Former uh, vent. Former vent. <laughs> yeah, about to be. Former Future vent former vent. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, uh, back to regular size and in it with fluid form i can fit through any space um and i'm just gonna drop right down to the next level down through the vents <laughs> just okay whoop, yeah just slide That's down easy and for you. you head down to the first floor cadrax what are you doing oh sorry i'm yeah sorry uh yeah no worries uh i'm going to uh hold out my hand to uh Dexter, like so much, like Aladdin flying carpet, uh, to see if he wants to go down <laughs> stairs or if he wants to continue confronting uh, the bad, bad man. I'm with you, kid. Uh, then, with that consent to being lifted, we fly. <laughs> All right. Um, you take to, well, you know, that's the air here indoors. So you kind of fly right uh, over that railing that you were about to jump down. And uh, you come out on the first floor. And on the first floor, what to do? Sorry, doing a couple of things here. Um, on the first floor, as you come down, um, you can see same thing. The midst seems to have infected some people, not others. Some people are fighting. Some people are running. Uh, some security guards are attacking. Some are defending. Uh, same with the servants. Um, before you can do anything, the red mist coalesces for a moment in front of you, and he says, you're clearly no match for me, but... Let's see how you do with these. And he waves his hand and three mists, like three kind of balls of mist kind of appear in the air before you and suddenly kind of form into a shape. They almost look like kind of like little mist goblins, all sort of, you know, without specific features, the way the red mist sort of used to look when he was in man form. Uh, so it's like sort of, you know, vague, non-specific Misty goblin monsters, call them mist demons or something like that. Uh, Hate that. There are, demon? I don't know their job. There are three of them Dexter, Cadrax, Benny. Roll initiative. 11 for Cadrax. 11 for Cadrax. I'm going to make that KX so I know it's not Caitlin. Caitlin, you got a, uh, Benny got a five? Roll a one. <laughs> Dexter, your coordination is your initiative? Uh, 12. 12? Okay. So that's three on so the So that's going to be Dexter, then Cadrax, then Benny, and then one of those Miss Demons is going to go in between each one of you. Uh, before we start that, Theon, what level are you trying to cast ESP at? I like the idea of Dexter still having the... Uh, um air punching abilities. So I'm actually going to do this at level five. So like medium magic? 
Yeah, so this is, yeah, medium magic. So this is dropping your fast attack. Uh, Dexter, you'll only get one attack. Okay, so that... Give me, give me a roll to turn it on. Uh, that is pumpkin. Uh, so that is to turn on uh, 14. Okay, so ESP is on. Um, how do you perceive C benchmarks table or the distance you can perceive the to lower of your power level or awareness oh. for tests to notice and search? So your awareness is three, so it's going to be three. Um, if location is shielded against your ESP, blah, 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 blah. GM may require ESP test for areas completely unknown to you. Um, it's kind of unclear if you can only search places you know, or if it works on an object. Allows you to yeah. perceive things in distant locations. Okay, we're, we're going to say that that's kind of close enough. Mm -hmm. um, so hang on, I just need to check something real fast. I need to up my awareness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm too bad. No more minor changes. Yeah, no more minor changes. I think I was the only one putting things into awareness for a while. I Ula's started very high, and it's possible they continued investing. That's true. Oh, no, I did okay. I that's know, a city. That's oh. Beyond, yeah. Oh, I have it. Give, me, give me a roll uh, on your awareness. Okay, so this is three plus roll. Uh, that's. Folks, that's pumpkin again. Uh, that's nine. That's the best I can do. Okay. Three gives you a range of about a city block. Yeah. Um, is your distance. So you feel pretty confident it is not anywhere within a city block. Okay. I'm going to... Okay. Uh, this next round, I'm going to start compounding some stuff. <laughs> but that's all um, I can do for now. Yeah. You what? Stay up here, head downstairs. Um, I mean, finding the orb is top priority. Um, I'm not going downstairs. I'm on orb duty, and I'll communicate okay. that telepathically. I am going to find the orb. Okay. Um, that brings us back downstairs. Uh, Dexter, Cadrax, and Benny squaring off against the three missed demons. Um, Dexter, you go first. Right. Um Basically, same approach. Just going to do a uh, in this uh, in this case, it's just basically double overlooping figure eights uh, and just say, "Ah, it looks it, it's it's um it's a highly trained Star Wars kid uh, is is what we're going for here." So just you know, like it just that just but obviously like a little bit more profesh uh, as it were. Uh, but yeah, trying to get that's, the high ground. No, no, just uh, just you know, <laughs> just just just. Um, just fussing at air, effectively. Okay, so you're using the air blast again, mm -hmm. uh, which was yep. at level six. What did we say? Uh, I think it's just the plus three plus. Yeah, the, six, um, I believe. Yeah, to make it yeah. easier. Six, right, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Give me a roll on your air blast. Okay. Uh, that's some. It's it would be the. Martial arts plus dice plus what attribute? Um, you, you you use the the six the power level. So oh right, like, yeah. okay, so yeah, uh, so that can, oh twelve, twelve. Um, okay, you shoot this blast of air with this martial arts move at uh, the demon closest to you, 
Uh, it connects, and the demon flies back, hitting the wall behind it. You can see this behaves very differently than the Red Mist himself. It actually takes the blast as if it was there, uh, it, 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 and you can see it kind of lets out like a little shriek. You have definitely caused it some physical damage. Um, so one, two, three. Yeah, it shrieks. It definitely doesn't look happy. It attacks Kadrax. Uh, the demon shoots, the one that Dexter just hit, shoots a mist blast at you, kind of extends its arms, and, and rather than rather than these smoky tendrils, it just kind of shoots like, you know, looks like a, like almost like a geyser of steam, but kind of red and very directed. Uh, and it hits right towards you. Uh, Does that count as a ranged attack? That counts as a ranged attack. All right. Uh, then I suppose I'll roll reflection. Uh, yeah, you can definitely try that. Uh, that's a 10. Uh, 10. Yeah. Reflection, just to make sure I'm getting this right. Uh, is an internal process of introspection by which we better understand ourselves. Um, and also, if if some misdemon comes at us, we return to sender however possible. Kadrax gets philosophical on that. <laughs> um, it's a, uh, both you and the attacker are each affected equally by half the attack. I died uh, that way once. Uh, yeah, well, this time you're not going to die. Uh, you are going to take... Um, Four damage. Four damage. Um, yeah, uh, may I make my hurts. defense though? Because usually reflection is before typical defenses. Oh, you are correct. Give me your regular defense. Thank you. Uh, because it's ranged, it's coordination, so that's an 11. That is a moderate success. So that. You're going to take one damage. Okay. That's better. Bringing you down to eight. Yeah, I totally forgot. I'm sorry about that. Um, so that brings up... Cadrax. My turn. And I will uh, move forward a little bit with a sharp flick of my wrist uh, that looks a little bit like an Abanika probably, but from that send a, a sonic blast back. So I will be doing a, a blast on the demons. Okay, give me a blast roll. Uh, your blast is, I mean, 10, right? So Yeah, I have a burst blast, so I do that. Up oh, that dice cocked, unfortunately, and oh, but that's better. So yay, um, that's a sixteen. Sixteen. Please be proud of me, Dexter. That is, yeah, De Dexter. You just see Cadrax execute this sort of death blast that hits all of the demons at once. Uh, they all shriek in unison. The demon that Dexter hit vanishes, just kind of pops in the air. The other two kind of shriek and definitely look like they are damaged. 
but are uh, still Dexter there. would like to Dexter would like to feel pride as a free action. Hundred percent. You you yeah. Um, and that brings up the next mist demon who attacks Dexter. Uh, shoots one of these mist blasts right at you. Um, you can. It is a ranged attack, so roll coordination. Okay, so what am I? I'm rolling coordination. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, two. Uh, twelve. Or I'm sorry, eleven. Eleven. Uh, you are just barely hit by it, and you will take two damage, bringing you down to nine. Down to um, it hurts. It kind of like you you feel like you know it's, it's almost like you got hit with like uh you know like like a concussive force. You know you you can feel it even though it's just missed. It it, it feels much more solid. Um, and uh, you are down to nine. Um, that brings up Benny. Ah, uh, missed little mist, little mist toady near me. I would like to punch. Give me um, prowess roll. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know all of my stats very well. I promise. Uh, okay. I believe you uncritically and without insight check. Good. Yeah, as very trustworthy. Uh, that is fifteen. Fifteen, yeah, you connect directly with this uh, mist demon, which uh, it's eighteen again. It does not behave like the red mist. You can you punch it as if it is a solid, and uh, it shrieks. Sorry, that is eighteen. Eight, eighteen damage, and it totally pops and vanishes into the air. Um, Vion, what are you doing upstairs? Okay, so this is getting a little complicated and creative. Uh, which is the Vion way. Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> wasn't able to find it within the city block. Um, but I do have the ability to find it. So what I would like to do, and if I have to burn a point of determination to kind of do this, I'm very happy to. Vion is going to think very carefully about the conversation with Cadrex and Benny that happened just a little while ago. And using the seeds of that conversation, um, Vion's going to think about not using magic to find this thing, because his magic is limited, but to actually just let go of that ego, let go of that fear of the individual, and just remember that it's not that he's the spirit of justice and he has to do this, it's that he is part of the lineage of the spirits of justice, that it is an honor to be in a position to defend people from evil and life itself, which is the focus. And it's not about killing those things or killing the red mist. It's about protecting the city of Port Ruby. And I would like for Vion to try to connect with all the life around that's reverberating through the city and to cast ability boost on my awareness. And Ability Boost allows me to turn my um, attribute uh, into, or I'm going to boost my attribute up to the power level. Okay, so you're going to cast Ability Boost to raise your awareness 
so that you can use ESP. Yeah. So you used, I think, medium magic to cast the ESP, right? Yeah. So this is going to drop, unfortunately, Dexter's um, elemental control. Elemental control. Okay. So you're using big magic. Uh, what level are you going for? I'm going all the way. Seven is a very good distance. Give me your give me give me your roll to turn it on. So this is going to be eight plus roll to turn on. Uh, eight plus five, thirteen. Happy birthday, Taylor Swift. Ooh. Eight plus five. 13. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, yes. Sorry, my math. <laughs> um, but you tie goes to the runner. We decided we want to go. <laughs> so, Stress. Um, that turns on your ability boost that brings your awareness up to 10, uh, which makes your distance virtually anywhere um, by, by means of the distance chart. Give me an ESP roll okay. on your awareness. Uh, so this is going to be 10 plus roll. And I will say I'll add, once Beyond locates this, I, I'm happy to have like a drained limit or something on me, like a condition from this um because this is really stretching my powers um but here we go 10 plus roll uh that is going to be a 14. okay you whoosh into sort of this vision your your brain kind of shoots through the wall into the sky flying southwards and, and suddenly you're going so fast you can barely see where you're going. And then all of a sudden, there's this like bright flash of light, and you are standing in the middle of a field at night. And in the middle of the field, you can see this glowing red thing, like a light just shining in the grass. And then, shoof, it ends. You cannot detect where that was other than somewhere to the south of you, but it was definitely a little weird because your ESP is not supposed to see into different times or, yeah. and it was night wherever you are looking when it is clearly day outside. And you are completely exhausted and you collapse to the floor. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Fripp comes running over to you and he's, are you okay? Uh, uh, not uh, doing great. That was a real stretch. If I've uh, never done anything like that before. It felt kind of cool, but kind of terrible at the same time. I, I need you to tell them it's, it's somewhere at night. I found it. I, f- I found the orb. It's somewhere at night. All right. I'm going to tell them. And he kind of like loosens, you know, the, the, the pulls out his pajama collar, you know, and mm. uh, uh, like as if he's got a tie there, forgetting that he is not in his, in his normal business guy outfit. And uh, he kind of gets up and he whoosh, whoosh, psychs himself up and starts to run down the stairs. Now, meanwhile, downstairs, Benny, Cadrax, uh, Dexter, you are still facing off with one more demon and it is Dexter's turn. Okay, second verse, same as the first. Uh, we're going to do... Ooh, um, you don't have your air blast anymore, so... Oh, I don't. Oh, okay. No. Um, okay, so what I will do... Um, is there any water nearby? Like a fountain or anything um, like that? Say there's Garden a big hose. aquarium set into the wall. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
I see you chose violence, Mr. Bud. Uh, so I will, um, what I, what I, uh, is it set into the wall? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's distance, it's like distance those, from the, yeah. okay. So distance from the I'd wall to like, the, the Missy boys. Um, just a couple of feet. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that, they're like, they're almost standing like right of, in front um, of it. Uh, yeah, it's a simple matter of, um, uh, uh, yeah, ripping it out of the wall and smacking it with, smacking them with it. Uh, or, you know, just, or, yeah, that's I, it, 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 an, an elegant solution, but yes. Okay, there's going to be two rolls, a strength sure. roll and then the prowess roll. So first give me Got your it. strength roll. Strength roll. 15. Um and you grab on to sort of like, you know, the, the trim, like the sort of molding it at the edge of these things. And, and, and you kind of wretch it and the wall kind of cracks. And it, it's like, you know, it's it sort of set in onto a shelf that's just flush with the wall. So mm -hmm. as you pull it out, like the tank does not like burst or anything. It just kind of comes out as like this kind of giant glass cylinder full of water rocks and fish and uh you are now carrying it i would say it probably weighs um uh at least like level five something like that and uh i'm straining i'm just saying uh, make a hole and i'd like to smash it on the mist area little mist give area. me a proud give me a prowess roll sure uh let me just confirm the who okay. missed the miss my goodness uh that'll be 13 13 um you just raise it above your head the mist demon and and kind of looks up as you just bring it down the the you know you ever, you ever play baseball with like a water-filled bat have you ever like used one of those where it's got like a little liquid in i it and you can't say i bat? have yeah, it's like they don't let them use these things in the major leagues, but it's like it's a bat that's like hollow on the inside and it's got a little water inside because the idea is that like when you swing, the water shoots to the end, giving you a little more speed. This is like that. The water, when you bring it over, the yeah. water all just kind of like flows forward, adding additional, yeah. yes, the power to you. And it comes right down on top of the mist demon who just pops and disappears. Jonathan Fripp <sighs> comes running down the stairs to see you and, and he looks down at the floor and he sees oh my fish uh and and, and, then, and then he kind of shakes his head and says, uh, uh, uh. Theon says the orb is somewhere to the south at night i don't even know what that and before he can finish one of those security guards running around infected by the mist kind of sprays the room with machine gun fire everybody make a coordination roll can i make can I interpose to, for everyone specifically because I am big and can grow? Can I screen across the room and interpose like that? Um, take all of it? I'm going to say because it's like a surprise, you can't interpose because you can't see where, you know, you don't see oh. it coming. Okay, um, that makes sense. I'm giving you a coordination roll because you hear the gunfire and essentially I assume everybody like tries to dive uh, is sort of what I was thinking. But like you wouldn't even know what direction to interpose in. So uh, anybody who wants to try to dive, give me a coordination roll. That'd be a 14. 
14. Benny, 5. Kadrax? Uh, 12. I'll opt not to reflect. Okay. You, Dexter, Kadrax, you are totally fine. Benny, you take some of the bullets, uh, but not enough to cause you damage. It doesn't feel great, but you can absorb that with your lava form. Um, Jonathan Fripp is absolutely just cut down. Uh, he collapses to the ground and kind of like grabs his chest and, and he looks up at you and, and he says, to the south at night, he said. And then he keels over. And the red mist coalesces in front of you into the form of Donnell Tyrannon. And he says, that was fun. You're good against the demons. Let's see how you are against something a little more formidable. And he changes into mist form and blows right towards Cadrax. Cadrax, as the mist encircles you, you start to feel a wellspring of rage inside of you. Every wrong thing that has ever happened to you, every pain you have ever felt, every death you have ever died, suddenly all comes back at once. But instead of being overwhelming, it's enraging. You bubbling you feel this you feel this anger bubbling up inside you making your heart beat faster and your pulse quicken you have never felt anything like it everyone around you suddenly looks and feels like an enemy pure rage courses through your veins and you feel an uncontrollable urge to attack cadrax you have acquired the temporary quality too angry to think. Uh, this functions as a normal quality. You can play it as an advantage or a disadvantage, um, but it also gives you minus two on every roll you make while you are under the power of the red mist. Fantastic. Um, Dexter, Benny, Cadrax, roll initiative. Eleven. Benny, eleven. The only good, the only good role I've ever done for coordination. Fourteen. Fourteen. Ooh, uh, Dexter and Cadrax. Who has the higher coordination? Cadrax has eight. Dexter. Okay, so Dexter will go four first, uh, then Cadrax, then Benny. Um, Beyond, you don't know this is going on, but oh no, wait, I'm sorry, I'm twelve. I'm minus two on initiative. Forgive me. Ah. Good. Wow. I already forgot. Cheats. This is what I mean. I'm, I, I'm just, I'm the worst with rules. So yeah, I literally made that rule up and completely forgot it the first time I used it. So um, yes, you are 12. So Dexter goes first, then Kadrax, then Benny. Vion, you are not aware of what is going on, but you can definitely feel that something is off in the tele telepathic connection. Um, you are feeling something weird. Uh, Dexter, you can see Kadrax is disconnecting a little bit. What do you want to do? So to be clear, Cadrax is currently afflicted with the... Okay, got it. They were running toward uh, Fripp. 
with their med kit. Got it. They yep. get misted. Got it. Okay, cool. Just drop sure, just the med sure. kit and turn to face their enemies. Got it. Um, so Dexter would recognize this as what's happening and realizes there's probably not a ton of time and also realizing even though the biology is different, you know, some kind of blood's got to get to some kind of brain. Uh, so Dexter's going to attempt, I don't know how grapples work in this system, but Dexter is going to try to initiate a standing, uh, carotid choke effectively so probably like a head head and arm triangle something like that just something to something to just quickly incapacitate cadrax safely go to sleep go to sleep okay. go to sleep yeah um that sounds to me in rules of this game like probably like wrestling when you want to grab yes, and train an yeah. opponent yeah roll a test of prowess against a difficulty okay. of the greater of the target's prowess or coordination. Okay. Those are the same on so, me. So those are the same for Cadrax. They're both eight. Dexter, your prowess is nine. Fifteen. Cadrax, remember you're minus two. But you can apply any bonuses. Yeah, but that's just a one on the die, so I don't win that. Um, what'd you get? Fifteen. You got fifteen, what did you get, Cadrax? Oh, uh versus nine. Versus nine. Oh, wow. So that is a massive success. Uh, I accidentally lost the page. Hang on. Wrestling. A massive success um, puts the target into a complete hole. The target is fully restrained and can take no physical action except to escape from the hole. Uh, In your panel, you can inflict strength damage on a character in a complete hold as a reaction with no test required. So you are trying to inflict damage? I'm actually just trying to, and again, I don't, I'm not trying to inflict damage. I'm just trying to literally render unconscious. So like a just, stun oh, outcome? Yeah, like a stun outcome. So basically just a Like a stun arm. outcome. Yeah, so okay. just around Cadrex's head and arm and just pinching and just good tight squeeze on an S-grip or on a gable grip. Cadrex. And whispering. Sorry, Doc. Let's simmer down now. <laughs> now, Cadrex, you feel that, and it is definitely interfering with you. Your biology is a little bit different uh, than a human, so it is maybe not working as well as Dexter is going to hope it's going to work, but it is definitely having an effect on you because you are wearing your human body. Um, that being said, the only move you can make is to escape, and with the rage monster in you, uh, you kind of have to do that. Um, when you are being uh, held by an opponent, you, yeah. I have an alternative for enraged Cadrax that is not necessarily that. Oh, sure. Well, what is it? Uh, enraged Cadrax would like to shift their power from Blast to Aura. Oh, huh take no physical action except to escape from the hold. I'm not really a physical action, so I think you can do that. So um, as he's holding them, they whisper and the air starts to ring into a resonating scream. You left me! And on that, your aura 
turns on. Um, Dexter, you have no way of knowing that this is coming because you don't even know this is a thing Cadrax can do. Cadrax, your aura operates at, uh, where's your aura? Uh, 10, right? Uh, I have to shift it, so it is at a minus one. But minus one, so nine. Yeah, still nine, just for contact. Um, Dexter, all of a sudden, you are blasted off of Cadrax. You go flying uh, kind of halfway across the room, land on the ground, and you take five damage, which leaves you with four stamina. Um, you, you were gripping right onto them when they aura it on. Their aura is, like, no joke. Um, uh, that brings up Benny. Okay. Um, so here's the thing. I don't want to hurt Cadrax, but I can at least try to contain them. So I'm going to grow one level. No, you know what? No, I'm going to stay. I'm going to say I can stretch. I'm going to try to make a, like a thin magma bubble. And I'm not going to touch Cadrex, but I'm going to put them in a like a like a dome, like a little Cadrex terrarium. And I want to keep them in there and they're going to get very uncomfortable because it's really fucking hot. But I don't want to hit them or hurt them. And I'm hoping one, this is a very intense sensation. Maybe I can knock them out of, of a rage. It's a different emotion. I don't know. It's a different feeling. Uh, and two, I'm going to try to take all of their voice damage. Um, okay, so let's work this out. You are stretching. That is a free move. <laughs> um, trying to contain Tad- Cadrax. <laughs> uh, Basically, that- like if I can get like a like a foot of space around them, but I'm going to try to contain them in one spot. So if they try to like touch me, they're unfortunately going to take damage, but I want to take their, if they're going to try to blast out, it's going to hit me and I want it to hit me and not anyone else. Cadrax is a moving target. Mm-hmm. Um, the GM may require a stretching test for extreme differences, di- distances or difficult uses of your ability. Yes. Trying to capture Tadrax in this very specific way with, mm-hmm. with space around them while they are, you know, it's actually- a, a moving target. I might actually take a level because I don't actually think this would be possible at all if I'm my size. I'm very small. I keep forgetting how much <laughs> I'm little. <laughs> so maybe I, I probably would actually have to grow if I want to, if I want that much magma. Um, Where does that put your damage resistance? Down to nine. No, no, no. Growth gives me damage resistance anyways. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> I okay, keep, okay, okay. yeah, no. Okay. No, I'm going to, yeah, grow one and I'm going to, or uh, I'll bubble them. Yeah. Just because I don't think I like Benny's like five foot five. I don't think there's enough mass there to make a any sort of then I can give them more space. That's that's okay. the goal. Give me a stretching roll. Okay. So okay. So we're growing, growing one level, and I'm gonna, gonna Okay, magma die. Let's do this. That's 13? 13. Um, 
Okay, that I'm is hoping, a moderate I'm, success. I'm hoping they're marginally distressed because they just had an outburst at someone they care about very much. <laughs> um, it's a moderate success, uh, which creates the bubble around them. Now, um, Cadrax is probably too anger too angry to feel, you know, they, they have this artificial anger in them, so they probably don't really feel distress in that normal way. Like, they're not going to okay. be afraid of this. If anything, it'll only enrage them more. That's fine. Cadrax, you find yourself in the center of, uh, you know, a people aquarium made yeah. of lava. Since I'm um, bigger, I'll give them a little more space just so I don't accidentally touch them. Um, I'll give them maybe, like, I would say maybe, like, two feet all the way around them in any direction. So like four feet across, and I'm going to bubble. Vion, while this is going on, what are you doing? I'm groaning uh, in pain from pushing myself so much with magic. And suddenly I realize how I can figure out where the orb is. And I laugh to myself and I go, oh, all right, you're good at some stuff, man. And I go to contact everybody, and I think that's when telepathically I get a sense of what's going on as I kind of just give like a read of everyone's thoughts as I'm tapped into the network. And I go, ah, damn, my plan involves <laughs> the doc. And then I get another idea. And what I'd like to do is, while this is all going on, like face through a floor, like try my best to amble my way to where everybody is. And if it's okay with everyone, I would like to burn a point of determination to stunt. Um, see, here's the problem. You just used your point of community determination to do the... Oh, uh, yeah. To push myself. Yeah. Um, oh, God, a stunt is what I need to do, though. So um, you got to play a trouble against yourself right now. Um, yeah, I mean, a trouble... Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I don't. My goal is to find. I was gonna say you have an extra condition right now, don't you? From like being exhausted from your spell thing, or was that? Did you take damage yeah. from that? What was that? I, uh, I I've got. Uh, we did that as like a yeah. narrative flair. Oh, okay. Basically. It wasn't a qual. It wasn't a temporary quality. Um, but yeah, you know what? Let's. You know what? I like that. Uh, let's play it as a temporary quality. Um, uh, so, yeah. If you want, how about I'll tell you what. I'll play it against you as a trouble. Sure. You are sort of still so zonked from what you did. You tumble down the stairs yeah. uh, to the bottom. You take two damage, bringing you down it. to two stamina, uh, but getting you a point of determination. And that brings up Dexter again. Okay, so I'd like to um, go up to the little geodesic lava dome and... Uh, Say to uh, Benny, um, let me in there. Make a door. I don't. I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, both it. of us will hurt you very badly. Just do it. You're very important to Cadrax. Yes. Cadrax is very important to you too. Okay. No. I'm gonna play trouble. I'm gonna play stru- uh, stubborn as a mule. Oh my you know, god! Cadrax, you mean a lot to Cadrax. They would never forgive themselves if they hurt you. Then make a window, just a window. 
Like if I've played that trouble, can I do You do get that? a point of determination, yeah. But, I mean, to, um, to not let you know, end, does you, that mean I can't you, do the window either? No, you can do the window. Okay. Okay. I, I figure that, 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 that still fits into trouble because that will be useful to Cadrax as well. That's true. Okay. You don't hear anything for a second. She doesn't really have a face or anything right now, so it's kind of like just the thoughts maybe that you're here because we have the, the telepathic link. And then after a beat, like a, a just a small, you can see them inside. It's very bright in there. There's no like there is sure. no shadow. There's no capability for shadow in there right now. Dexter gets as close as he can without doing damage because, ow. Um, he looks inside and says, Doc, you have every right to be angry. You have every right to feel the way you feel. None of this is wrong. There's something else making it go faster. There's something else multiplying that feeling, but it's real and it's earned. And I did it to you. I had a chance, Fripp gave me a chance to do more than I ever could have done in two lifetimes to help them kids. And I had to make a choice and it hurt you and it wasn't fair. But I never once worried about you because I knew I didn't have to. You were and are better than anything I ever could have taught you to be. So it's okay. And I understand. And if you want to be angry at me for the rest of your life, you can. But this anger is exactly what this thing wants. And I reach my hand in. Dexter, make a willpower roll. Cadrax, also mm -hmm. make a willpower roll. I'm going to uh, use a determination. I care about people. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Um, so willpower roll. Cadrax, by the way, you get that point of determination. That That's 11. Um, 11. Cadrax, how'd you do? Uh, eight. Is that with the minus two? Oh, no, it's six. Six. Um, so yeah, that is, that is a massive success. Um, Cadrax, you begin to feel the anger breaking. You can start to hear your own thoughts beneath it. Dexter's voice cutting through. And within Benny, she could feel the inside shake with screaming echoed in all of our minds is the screaming, the rage, the frustration that he left the greater frustration that he understands the pain of having died and all of you just being there the shame that maybe it's gone because they're unworthy 
and the screaming melts. And as the sweat pours down them from the heat of the lava, it mixes with tears and they sink to their knees, looking up through the window at Dexter. Kadrax, you, you feel like, you know, you are not maybe fully in control, but you are not out of control enough to attack again. To keep things moving here, I'm going to say, Benny, you release Kadrax from the, the terrarium. By the time you kind of get a chance to take stock of what is around you, 30 are dead inside Fripp Manor, including Jonathan Fripp. The place is just devastated. Half of it has burned down. The other half has huge holes in the walls. The red mist has completely disappeared. Uh, if I can, when Benny, yeah. when Benny comes out of the, it kind of like, like lifts like a curtain and she comes back into her own form, her own size. And the, uh, and as she moves to standing, she's going to sit down with Cadrax, um, and will uh, magma off and we'll just kind of like kneeling in front of them. We'll just kind of like reach out in offerings. And let them like collapse. I've got you. It's gonna be okay. We're gonna get him. I'll just and let them cry it out. Yeah, and I'm gonna say you know you recess to. Cadrax's apartment. Abigail is not there. It is just the four of you. Um, let's say a couple of hours later, Cadrax has come down a bit. You have all, you know, you are all feeling a little bit of shock at what you have just been through. All the death, all the destruction, the red mist getting the better of everybody and just not being able to lay a finger on the guy. Um, and, uh, say, Vion, Benny, you are in the kitchen preparing something for Cadrax to try and eat, leaving Dexter and Cadrax alone for a moment. What are you going to do now? Well... My boss just uh, died, so you know, back at the mansion, it um, it, I realized that the majority of my adult life has been spent living out of a rucksack, not really being aware of 
what I've left in my wake. And I don't know, it just reminds me of when I was a kid and my grandpa he had this garden. And one day he tells me, he says, little buddy, it's time to dig some holes so we can plant all the, all the plants I just got at the store. And I just kept digging holes, too many holes, just one after the other. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I thought I was helping. And before I knew it, the entire yard was just covered in these big holes that I had dug. And I, when my grandpa called me to come running back, I ran and I tripped and I fell and I broke my arm. And much of my life has been that way. Digging hole, digging hole, thinking I'm helping. And back there with you, it realized, I realized I just tripped on yet another hole I had made. And so, I don't know. I got to go back. I got to go back and start filling these holes up once again. I can't undo the things I did, but maybe I can prevent someone from tripping in a hole I left in my wake. So going back to where it all started, Astrovia. I start there. And I know that we ain't done. But before I come running to the side of that yard to you, I got to make sure that ground is level. Surgeons are very good at setting broken arms. If you ever need me. I think you may have broken my arm, just FYI. Um, but yeah, I'll. Yeah, totally. I did not assume that this would be so literal so quickly. Please, we'll, we'll get a nice, an ice pack. Uh, or, I suppose. I'd like to put my hands over Dexter's arm and... Use the voice for healing per and stunt healing over it. You know what? I'm I'm not even gonna make you roll for it. That's it's it's so nice, you know, that yeah. You describe what happens. Uh at first you hear much the same as you do from any cat whose frequency itself is for the knitting of bones and the amplitude of it rises. Uh, and you can feel this funny sort of feeling in your arm as, with, well, sympathetic resonance. And... As they hold their hands up, you can see now there are scars on Cadrax's arms that weren't there before uh, that mm. glow, iridescent, kind of like that stuff that's always been on their face, but 
as the purr grows, there's just a little bit of that glow almost seeming to come through their hands. Almost seeming to go into yours. And the bone mends. God. Well, that was cool. Stick by me. We can do great things. We will. In a bit. You know, you know on that, Dexter, Cadrax, you have your final moment, and Dexter heads off into the night, leaving just Benny... Cadrax and beyond. Anything else anyone wants to do? Uh, I've got one thing, but you can go first, Caitlin. Oh, I was just gonna bring out um, the the plate of rice and tikka masala, the leftovers that we had from because uh, we ordered way too much at our sleep overnight, um, and the one of the donuts that is just a very plain, <laughs> no sprinkles, <laughs> nothing like just like a plain cake donut. Uh, uh, out as soon as uh, uh, we wave goodbye to Dexter, and, and she'll just bring it out and set it uh, on the table in front of in front of Cadrex, on the couch. Beyond, uh, I as Dexter's leaving, will um, kind of like send a telepathic message just to him right before we kind of close it off and let him return back to his mind, which is from Beyond. It's just like a very vehement, like it's the image of the guy like going with like, like cracking my arm with the, the butt of the gun and just like a, a thanks, like a very vehement, like, thank you very much. We owe you. And uh, once you're back to your mind and gone, um, beyond sits down and winces, looks horrible. Uh, not the tank of the team, <laughs> like black eye, bruises everywhere and goes, okay, well, it's not much, but I got something and I'm going to cast images which i can do burst and put into our subconscious so i'm casting an image of the orb in the grass and i go i I couldn't figure it out i don't know where it is it's south but it's at night then i realized there's a way we can find it and i want to tilt that image up and i want us to see the sky and on the image of the sky above we're going to end this one. Um, wow. I love you, nerds. <laughs> uh, love you. Real quick. Yeah, this was just amazing, honestly. It's like, you know, Eddie, you are the freaking best, man. Um, uh, y'all are too kind. No, dude, you rock. Uh, let's go around the table. Tell the awesome people where they can find you, starting with our special guest, Mr. Eddie Doty. <laughs> uh, the Twitter account is Kirby.Matrix. Uh, and uh, for the occasional times that I do stream, it's uh, twitch.tv slash zero dork 30. And um, Omar Nisham. Hey, everyone. I'm Omar Najam. You can find me at Omar Najam on Twitter. Uh, the show Bainsbrick has its finale uh, this week for season one. So check that out over at Pixel Circus on Tuesdays. Um, Caitlin will mention it, but Caitlin's Coffee is the greatest uh, mail I get um, on a monthly basis. Please sign up for that. And also a little show called Miss Marvel just came out. I can finally talk about it. Um, so good. 
Shaky kind of a big deal. And just a little <laughs> in, independent upcoming show. And uh, sure. I have a couple uh, lines that I wrote that made it into episode two, which will be coming out on Tuesday as well at midnight, Wednesday, technically throughout the day. So uh, check that out if you want. As far as I am concerned, it is Omar Najam's Miss Marvel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that, Walt? You're sending me a lawsuit? Okay. <laughs> Caitlin Bruder. Hi, I'm Caitlin Bruder, and I'm. My friends are so cool. What the fuck? Um, sorry. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at KKAMABR for all of my things. Um, really exciting news for me specifically. Um, Stone Houses, my uh, folklore, fiction, fable, and folklore podcast that uh, we started in like 2018 and ended up taking a two-year hiatus because of the pandemic grilled our brains is back. Uh, and we have uh, an episode out about sentient trees in lore. Uh, and there's actually there's another episode that is recorded and needs to be edited. And I think we'll go up next week. So uh, check out <laughs> uh, at Stonehouses Cast uh, on Twitter. Uh, and you can find us on most most podcast hosting platforms. I'm really excited about it. Uh, it's one of my favorite things I've ever made. So I hope you check it out. Sam DeLev. I may or may not be your Cadrax ever singer, but I am Caden D'Alto, mentee of Dexter Vale, and gosh darn it, that's good enough for me. Uh, when I am not learning uh, from my beloved Eskrima Master, uh, you can find me uh, bringing his lessons out to the Twitternet as a whole, the schedule for which you can find on twitch.tv slash delevely, D-E-L-E-V-E-L-Y with all of my one-offs at announced on Twitter at Tchaikovsky, C-H-A-I-K-O-V-S-K-Y. You finally got a mentor who doesn't die. Amazing. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm Rick Bud. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at rbud913, or you can follow the show at Powerplay RPG. I will be back here next week with uh, three of these people and be Zelda. And they will not be coming alone because next week, folks, Drac is back. Uh, uh-huh. Will W. Walton makes his return to Port Ruby uh, and, um, and it's going to be fun. That's my best friend. So, yeah, both in game and uh, you know it's like it's just yeah. so yeah drac is back next week same time same bat channel um and uh on that the theater goes dark as the credits come to an end and we are in a hotel room in avalon and it is the present day and this hotel room isn't just any hotel room it is preston haynes campaign headquarters a dozen or so people from his campaign staff nervously watch as Preston Haynes, played by Sam Rockwell, is sitting in a chair being interviewed by PR1 reporter Nina Harmon, who is played by Eva Longoria. And uh, Nina says, on Monday, September 13th, just about three weeks ago, you gave a fiery speech outside City Hall that incited your supporters to violently storm the seat of our city government. Fortunately, nothing happened to Mayor Carter, who seemed to be the target of the mob's rage, but four security guards were injured, one of them badly, and thousands of dollars in tax in damages were done to the building, damages the taxpayers are now going to have to pay to fix. Do you think you still have a chance to win this election? And Preston says, absolutely, Nina. You see, I know that your masters in the liberal media have trained you to use terms like fiery speech and inciting my followers and mob rage, but 
I think what happened on that day was just a healthy display of good old fashioned American democracy. And I think the regular people of this city, people like me, who are sick and tired of Mayor Carter's destructive policies were inspired. It let them know that change is coming to this city by any means necessary and those who stand in the way, well, they're gonna wish they hadn't. And Nina kind of cocks her head and says, well, that's a curious interpretation given that since the rampage, your poll numbers have been sinking and donations to your campaign are slowing. How do you explain that? And Preston leans forward and he says, that's a lie. My campaign contributions are up and we're doing better than ever in the polls. And Nina says, so you're disputing PR1's data? And Preston responds, absolutely. We are more popular than ever. And to prove it, I am staging a rally in Bray Square on Monday night. And I promise you, the people of Port Ruby will see how strong the Sovereignty Party really is. And as a smile spreads across his face, we cut to black. Thanks for playing with us. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Hey everyone, it's Caitlin. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. Your review helps other fans find the show, which really helps us out too. And if you're looking for other ways to support PowerPlay, follow us on Twitter at PowerPlayRPG for news about merchandise, giveaways, and everything else we do.